You are now tuned in to the Boxing Bros. I'm Caden. I'm here with my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's Trail Dollar Bill. What's popping? You know what it is. This is Spirit G. And it's not the T-B-E. What's up, world? <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive into our first topic, which is a sparring partner says that Usyk doesn't have the power to hurt Anthony Joshua at heavyweight, basically. And so we're going to go to the video of the sparring partner so you can hear it from the sparring partner's mouth. Uh, insight into his power, because that's what people are asking about. What He's had two fights against Witherspoon and Chisora at heavyweight. Still questions have to be answered about whether he's too small at heavyweight, etc. What's his power like at heavyweight? Can you make any comment on that? Yeah, but uh, I spine for two weeks. But uh, two weeks now, but I, I didn't, I was not expecting, I don't know if it's the way you prepare for it, but I uh, never get any punch that uh, it hit me, like I can see that he can move that, but maybe maybe because he's keeping that for fight, but you know, in cool weight, it's not the same in every way. If you lose, you see him, he looks small, and you know, he needs to put some weight on it, because in every way, you know, have heavy punch. In Kuzwet, he's got nice skill, but uh, I don't think he has the same power with AJ. I don't think so. AJ has got power, more power than him. But uh, I spy him. I never see any uh, big punch like I spy AJ. That's a big difference. But, you know, boxing is not only a uh, big punch. You know, it's boxing skill as well. Because I learned lessons from that. Uh, so anyways, he's going to go into his own personal experiences but basically he's someone um <clears throat> martin uh bacoli he's someone who sparred Anthony joshua and uh alexander usik and he's saying that jo uh, usik doesn't have the same power as joshua usik doesn't have power at heavyweight and just break it down he said like skill is good in cruiserweight but in heavyweight you want to have pop but then he kind of says pop isn't everything you need skill so true dollar bill What's your reaction to the sparring partner saying that um, Usyk doesn't have power at heavyweight? On this episode of Confessions, <laughs> of this is episode three, bro. I know, man. Um, look, I don't know if he didn't get a sandwich or the sandwiches ran out. And he didn't get a sandwich, and he's feeling some type of way. But um, listen, I don't. You can't talk about sparring. Nobody talks about sparring. We don't know, like like Caden, you bring up before. Um, you know, you know, uh, people work on different things in sparring. You know, you don't know where Usyk was working with on, and you don't know what round he was in there on. You know, so and and, and another thing is too. No. I don't think Usyk got the same power as AJ. That's kind of <laughs> like a no-brainer to me. I don't yeah, know. you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> we know <laughs> you're not telling nobody nothing new. You know what I'm saying? This is not like this is world-breaking news. You know, <laughs> breaking news. It's <laughs> <laughs> harder than Usyk at heavyweight. Yeah, we all. <laughs> <laughs> we all know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm appalled. 
<laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Y'all left the cat out the bag. But um, nah, man, you're not telling us something that we didn't know. But um, like he did say though, Usyk does got other skills, and I think that those other skills will be on display when they uh get in the ring. I'm almost afraid to do this, Conspiracy G. <laughs> Yo, man, I feel like I don't want to kick him in while he's down. You feel me? <laughs> this was like a no-brainer for me, I think, for all of us. <laughs> but I'm going to go a little deeper because I was taking down notes. I said there's a big difference. So I've been saying this for the longest, right? But salute to our, uh, our channel supporters. I, I used to mess up and say we eating Ukrainian soup. Now we eating Ukrainian orish soup. You know what I'm saying? So it just is what it is, man. It's sounding like homies talking like uh, Usyk is the polymalinage of the heavyweight division. Is it really a force though? Remember, Polly had skill. He just didn't have pop. Polly was nice back in the days. He just couldn't lay a dude out. Sound like Usyk to me. <laughs> All I'm saying, man. So, hey, I'm just saying. We eat Ukrainian Boris soup. <laughs> I, uh, TVE. It's crazy to me, man. But I, I just, Usyk's camp didn't believe in NDAs, man. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't keep this man quiet till after the fight. But. It is what it is at this point, yo. The, uh, maybe this is just a misdirection of information and things like that. And they're trying to mislead AJ, thinking, like, you know, Usyk they don't got power. Usyk don't got anything. AJ coming in and, like, leaves his hands down and something, trying to catch AJ off guard. But, you know, this is, this is, I, 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 I expect Usyk's talent. But, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to see, I'm going to believe it until I see it at this point. Because the fight's next weekend. And I'm going to believe Usyk has no power when AJ don't respect it. That's all. Oh, man. This stuff, man. I, I, I think you... One thing? Go ahead, brother. Trill look like he's about to... Yeah, I saw... Uh, you know. You know. <laughs> you know how people... <laughs> you know. It was, it was me and him. They, they, they just going to put their voice in there. You know, he paid me some bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my face talking crazy. Oh man! bill. <laughs> oh man! Nah, you know I think you're onto something with the NDA. The way that these spawn partners are coming out and just telling everything that's happening in camp. Fighters are going to have to start making uh, their sparring partners sign NDAs. It's almost like people are trying to get clout off of someone else's name. It's like the only reason why they're talking to this guy is because they want to get information about Usyk and AJ. And this guy is all too happy to speak <laughs> about Usyk and AJ. And then you see him mixing in. I heard that in my fight against blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, bro, nobody cares about you. Just like the other dude, nobody cares about you either. They just want to know information about AJ and they want to know information about Usyk. 
And I feel like, what's the point talking about it? Now, Trill said it best. You're telling us that Anthony Joshua hits harder than Usyk. Duh. <laughs> we didn't need you to tell us that. We already knew that. Nobody's talking about, yo, Usyk has to go in there and knock out Anthony Joshua. But as a sparring partner, bro, were you not wearing headgear? Were you not wearing big gloves? Does that not make a difference? See, the thing is, so many people focus on power as if that's the only way to win a fight. Or that's the only way to knock someone out. Sometimes it's the perfectly timed punch, the perfectly placed punch that knocks someone out. Doesn't necessarily have to be power. You look at what Gabe Rosario just did, um, Gabe Rosario just did in um, his last fight to come back and win. That was perfectly timed punch. It wasn't necessarily the hardest punch he ever threw in his life. It's throwing the punch at the right time. Okay? And you see a lot of knockouts like that. Even Andy Ruiz, when he caught Anthony Joshua, he didn't knock Anthony Joshua out. Joshua wasn't out cold, but he threw the right punch at the right time to throw Joshua's equilibrium off, and Joshua could never recover from that punch. So, again... You don't need to be a knockout artist. You don't need to be the hardest punch in the world. But does he hit hard enough? And I would say I saw him hurt Chisora. He hurt Chisora more than, than I saw Joseph Parker hurt Chisora. And so I think like sometimes people get caught up in power too much. Then he contradicts himself because he said heavyweight's not cruiserweight. Skill is cool in cruiserweight. But in heavyweight, you need that pop to keep someone off you. But then he goes on to give an example of how skill is in everything, and he learned that in one of his power. He had power. Yeah, power is in everything, and he learned that in one of his other fights where he was trying to knock a guy out. So it's just like, dude, you're contradicting yourself in this entire discussion. When all is said and done, go ahead, bro. I think the reason why he did that, he probably realized, like, that's bad for business, man, me hating on Usyk like this. You know what I mean? Like, why why mess up, you know, the cash cow? You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, no, no, I mean – but, but skill still can pay the bills in heavyweight. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So I think he's trying to clean it up at the end. Confessions of a sparring victim. <laughs> exactly. When all is said and done, bro, I'm so close to this. I'm sick of hearing people talk about sparring because, like, when you talk about sparring, it's just very difficult to regulate sparring, who's doing what, who's in what type of shape. You don't know who's been training for what, who's ready for this. You're wearing headgear, big gloves. It's a, it's a huge difference. Like some people can take punches from one fighter when they're wearing headgear and the gloves, but you take that off, then they wouldn't be able to take those punches. You see it so many times in boxing. I know me and Trill, we see it like we've seen it and we've heard it. When we would know like a fighter was going to beat another fighter and we'd be in the barbershop and one dude like, in sparring, he was losing to the guy beat him up in sparring and me and Trill like, sparring, here we go, sparring, like, bro, are you serious? Like, you're bringing up sparring. And then in the fight happens and it will be like a wash. It won't even be close. And then we just go back and laugh. Like, why y'all like, in fact, sometimes dudes hold back to see what the other dude got. The other dude's going so hard and then they're like, oh, I'll kill him. Make the fight. I'm going to kill him. Like, <laughs> you never really know what's happening in sparring, so I don't want to hear it. So that's that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, also, too, um, uh, what's the trainer? Um, John D. D uh, Jackson, right? 
he was talking about it. He was like, yo, sparring means nothing. He was like, Kovalev was horrible in sparring. He was like the worst. But when it comes to fight night, he shows up. You know, like a lot of fighters are like that. And um, also, too, it's funny that we're talking about this because Logan Paul recently, uh, I read it on Twitter. He was like, uh, Mayweather had no power, right? And when he fought K KSI, was that his name? He said yeah. he was worried about KSI's power. But I'm like, it don't matter. You still lost, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, this this, this sparring partner, man, I'm not going to hate on him because I don't feel like he, he really div divulged any, like, secrets behind the camp. He just, they asked him a question about who hits harder. He gave his answer. So, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't think he violated the, 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 the boxing code. But, you know, I, I do like the fact that he actually at the end did say, you know what, you know, uh, power isn't everything. Right. So that tells me that, you know, uh, Usyk was doing something to homie. You know what I mean? Because if not, he wouldn't even have brought that up. He would have been like, yo, I'm with G. We eat Ukrainian borscht soup, son. You know what I'm saying? So, but he didn't do that. So I, I like to believe that he got some good work with Usyk as well. Excuse me. One quick thing. Though. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, bro. I just want to add one quick point. Kovalev's the kind of guy who won't shine in sparring because his gift is power. Yeah. You got him in big gloves and headgear and everything, so he's not hurting the sparring partner the way he would in an actual fight. And that's the point I'm making. Some dudes aren't going to look good in sparring, but when you get in the ring, it's a different ball. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is would a loss to Usyk prove that Joshua is not as good as Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder? And of course, I'm going to turn it over to an objective man. Spirit <laughs> G. <laughs> G, don't do it, G. G, don't do it, G. Because he did that, now I have to be objective. I was going to come in and talk crazy, but... Yo, come with your bag, yo. Ned, you with me? Trill Dog Bill, you with me? We don't want, we want the real G. We don't yeah, want yo. this boxing, bro. We want the real yo, G. Yo, I see, I, I look right at G when you was talking, bro, and I seen G opening the window. <laughs> I see, I see G opening the window. All right, yo, listen. Keep it, it a buck. Floor. Keep it a buck. Yeah, all right, I'm going to keep it a buck. And I already know y'all going to disagree with me, but y'all got to at least walk with me and let me explain why I feel the way I feel. Normally, this doesn't make sense. However, I don't view Usyk as a heavyweight. I literally view him as a cruiserweight going up against the big boys. I don't think Usyk could beat any of the three. So if by the smallest chance Usyk pulls this off, Yo, listen, man. Now, I'll say this. If he does it by knockout, like, literally he clips Joshua, Joshua goes to the floor, I'm willing to give Joshua a pass. And the only reason why is because it's the heavyweight division. That usually happens. But, however, it's Usyk. So then a piece of me still like, yo, Joshua, you get knocked out by Usyk, fam. I can't look at you the same. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? This is the same guy that just couldn't do anything against Chisora. You know what I mean? Like, so I just can't accept Usyk, like, beating Joshua. But if he does, and I believe in my heart of hearts, Fury and Wilder will mop Usyk. You know what I'm saying? Like, Usyk is athletic. He's skilled. 
but at the end of the day, he's at a major height and power disadvantage. He gets hit, he's going down. I don't see Joshua losing. So if Joshua does lose, I have to look at Joshua a particular way. Now, however, though, if this wasn't Usyk, let's say this was um, like, you know, like remember when Ruiz beat AJ, right? I didn't think that meant anything, and here's why. Because, again, it's a heavyweight division. I kind of feel like the heavyweight division has its own rules. Any man can knock you out. So if you get clipped, it happens, bro. Like, let's see if that dude could run it back and do the same thing over again. So even with Usyk, let's say uh, just the, the luck of the gods part two, Usyk finds a way to clip Joshua. I need to see Usyk do that in the rematch. You know what I'm saying? And then I, yeah, I'm i going to give Usyk his credit nonetheless. I really am. But, however, bro, again, it's a heavyweight division, but I just don't think Usyk even has the power to even do it. So I'm going to give Usyk his credit nonetheless. I really am. I have to. The way I've been talking spicy about Usyk, I, I would have to be the one to champion Usyk. We ain't talking about giving Usyk his credit. We talking about Yo, would Usyk victory right, prove right. that Joshua is not as good as Fury and Wilder? This is a hard question. Because it's 50 50. Yes and no. You know what I'm saying? You know what, man? I'm 10 toes down on this. Hell yeah, that's what it means, man. <laughs> like, if, if Joshua can't take out Usyk, oh my goodness, I don't know what Fury going to do to Joshua. And I'm pretty sure uh, Usyk doesn't even matter when it comes to comparison of Wilder to two different fighters. Like, they don't fight at all similar. But at least with Usyk and Fury, they do provide some type of skill set that is unique to the heavyweight division. Wilder's just strictly power. So to compare Wilder to Usyk doesn't make sense. But at the very least, because Fury does have heavyweight power and Fury is athletic and skilled. So if Usyk makes Josh Joshua look like a novice in that ring, Joshua, I don't know if you should be taking that Fury fight, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like That's just me being honest, you know, but... If Usyk rocks Joshua, I have to believe Wilder will put Joshua to the ground, and it, it just is what it is. So, and again, I don't like doing this. I shouldn't do the comparisons. Like, if Usyk's not fighting Fury, if Usyk's not fighting Wilder, how do I know if uh, you know, um, like Wilder and Fury can beat Joshua? So, I don't want to do that, right? But again, because Usyk is a wild card, because he's a cruiserweight, you know, because he's a smaller heavyweight. I don't know, man. That's that's the variable that has me going like, mm, Joshua, if you lose to this dude, bro, I'm I'm sorry, man. We bringing smoke. I mean, I guess Usyk's gonna be eating fish and chips if that happens, but I don't see it. Again, I don't see it. I don't want people thinking I'm rooting for Usyk now. I'm 100 confident Joshua's gonna beat him, but well, the slightest chance Usyk pulls it off, shame on you, AJ. Shame on you. <laughs> no, no. This proves nothing. Styles makes fights. And this is Usyk. This is what I've been saying about Usyk. And 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 just because, you know, Usyk rocks a, a, a Joshua doesn't mean a Wilder can rock a Joshua. Wilder has never faced anybody that like Usyk has ever faced. You know? He's never faced nobody, nobody of the caliber of the people that Usyk has fought. You know what I'm saying? So we can't say that that is, is possible. Look, Usyk is a talented fighter. 
And if he wins, he wins. You know what I'm saying? He has the skills. He sure he proved that he has the skills. He's an Olympian. He proved that he's he's the man. He was undisputed at, at heavyweight. We seen him in the ring with guy. I, I don't. I, don't, I mean, excuse me, at cruiserweight. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't, we seen him in there at heavyweight. I seen. I don't. I didn't see the fight that y'all seen. I seen a totally different fight with you saw. I seen him rock to sure. I seen. I seen him wait to get Jashur tired, and then he came on in the later rounds, and he almost could have stopped him. He almost could have stopped him. He's a talented fighter, athletic fighter, great footwork. He has great speed. If he can catch it, Anthony Joshua, oh, okay. I think Anthony Joshua will win. Like I said, like, I don't think he can beat the. I, I say he can't beat Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua. I say everybody else. I think is fool for him because the way he moves, slips, all that. He's too athletic, and he he really has the skills to pay the bills. That's why he's there, and he's competing. It's more than just power for the heavyweight division. We done seen we done seen some magical things in the heavyweight division. Some art. In the heavyweight division, this guy's that you like the greatest. He proves you can go. He can go the distance and make it look beautiful. It's possible. We see Anthony Joshua do it to Anthony. Anthony, uh, I mean Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, yeah. Andy Ruiz. We see him do that with Andy Ruiz, and it was beautiful. Twelve rounds. It was beautiful. The heavyweight division is more than just knockouts. Heavyweight division is skill. And skills pay the bills. And I think that he has the skills that he can upset an Anthony Joshua. But I don't think that that should take away from an Anthony Joshua because y'all trying to discredit Usyk. Usyk is a talented fighter. I don't know why nobody's saying Usyk is a talented fighter. So that's I just don't get it. So no, no, this don't prove nothing, because I think that Usyk is that talented that he can pull off an upset on any of those three guys on any given Saturday. He can he has the skills to pull off an upset. But that doesn't mean that Fury or Wilder can beat a Joshua. We know that Styles made fights. George Foreman mollywhopped Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier gave Muhammad Ali all he can handle. And we know what Muhammad Ali did to George Foreman in Africa. Styles made fights. So my answer is no. All right, uh, TBE. Uh... Does it prove Joshua is not as good as Fury and Wilder? No. It just proves that Usyk is the real deal. And if Usyk comes out swinging and, you know, all that um, on the last segment we covered, like the guy, um, his sparring partner saying he has no punching power, saying it says that just proves that was not true. And Usyk, if Usyk comes out and does what Andy Ruiz did to AJ, like shocks us like that, then like also like I want to see more from you. Like are you guys now you you yeah yeah you mean business in the heavyweight division and doesn't make Joshua a bad opponent. 
You just came out of nowhere. You came, you stepped up to the plate, and you took on competition other guys were scared of. Other guys took time and um, didn't jump on. You took a, you took advantage of an opportunity, you know? And I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, you know, that's 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 the way to, that's the way the game. But, you know, you got to prove it twice. Yeah, you get it one time, you got to get it again. Like Chris says, you all got to see it in rematch because, you know, we always got the rematch clause just in case, you know, punch from the guard lands twice. I mean, G. G. G said that. G. Oh, my bad. G. G. with the face. Sure, they never want to align with their daddy. You feel me? You see, I said, when daddy, you should listen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to another man. Come on, daddy. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I know that's what people are going to say. I know that's what people are going to do. Trill pointed it out. You know, you can look at what George Foreman did to Frazier and how Frazier beat Ali and then what Ali did to George Foreman. There, there are a number of examples like that. Like, for example, you can look at what Margarito did to Cotto. Cotto beat Shane Mosley and look at what Shane Mosley did to Margarito. Although some people will say, oh, you can look at the hand wraps. Whatever the point is, you can't always say because one person beat this person, the other person will beat that person. But you already know. Because I already see it building. The way everyone is just acting like Josh was supposed to run through Usyk and Usyk it doesn't stand a chance in hell. As though Usyk is some bum. Yes, Usyk is a former cruiserweight, but not just any cruiserweight. He's a former undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. With a victory over Breedis, although it was a very close decision, a victory over Breedis, the man who just won the tournament in cruiserweight at the Usyk level. Usyk's the guy who knocked out Tony Bellew, the guy who knocked out David Hay, former heavyweight champion of the world. Usyk's also the guy who beat Derek Chisora, the same man who just gave uh, t- uh, Joseph Parker a very tough fight where a bunch of people were screaming, robbery, robbery. So how can you act like Usyk hasn't proven himself, right? Derek Chisora fought Tyson Fury twice, twice. And he didn't look outmatched. I mean, I mean Fury won, there's no debate in it, but I'm saying Chisora was in those fights. So like, let's not sit here and act like Usyk is some bum. And that's like the consensus you get. People aren't taking Usyk seriously. And I don't know um, wh- wh- what that's about. I, don't, I, I feel kind of like it's, it's the setup for the Fury fans and the Wilder fans to just come out of the woodwork if Usyk pulls off the upset and says, see, he wasn't as good as y'all said he was. See, he's not on the level of Wilder. He's not on the level of Fury. Last I checked, though, Usyk's undefeated, so that means no one's beating him. That means if he beats Anthony Joshua, Fury hasn't beaten him, Wilder hasn't beaten him. And, you know, for my money, Fury would be a difficult fight for him, but, you know, 
Wilder and, and Usyk, uh, Wilder doesn't have much to offer Usyk but a right hand. Based on what I've seen, maybe Wilder's going to show something different on October 9th. But to this point, he has one weapon. And skilled fighters like Usyk tend to be able to take away one weapon. But um, I'll close with this. Did it stop Lennox Lewis? Lennox Lewis lost to Oliver McCall and to Hasim Rahman. But he didn't lose to Evander. He didn't lose to Mike Tyson. And he didn't lose to Vitaly Klitschko. He didn't lose the big ones. Lennox lost to Oliver McCall. And he lost to Hasim Rahman. But he never lost to big fights. And you would say, oh, if McCall can beat him, then Evander can beat him, right? Wrong. You would say, oh, if Hasheed Rockman can beat him, then Mark Tyson can beat him, right? Wrong. So it means nothing. <laughs> Excellent point. Please let us know how you feel in the comment section. Please like and subscribe and check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. You know who we are. We the Boxing Bros. But before I go, make sure you check out Phantom's album on all streaming services. And you got to check out the video Walk With Me on YouTube. We the Boxing Bros. Another another topic y'all gonna be mad at me for. It's <laughs> all <laughs> good, man. Just be you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We, we, I'm not, we're not mad at you, bro. <laughs> man, listen, man. I don't, yo, man. Listen, imagine if fucking Usyk beats uh, AJ, bro. We'll never see undisputed, man. God damn, you know shit, crazy. Are y'all ready? Now, I think we'll actually see Undisputed a lot faster if if Usyk beats him twice because they're going to have to do a rematch. But all right, um, y'all ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is how much credit would Joshua deserve for beating Alexander Usyk? So how much credit would Anthony Joshua deserve for beating Alexander Usyk? And we're going to turn this over to Kaspiro G. You know what? I honestly feel like there's two answers to this. Okay. Now, short term, the short term answer, he'll get no credit. But when we're talking about putting Anthony Joshua in the Hall of Fame, that will be an accolade that will be considered. Uh, <laughs> let's just be real. People are going to be like, oh, this is a cruiserweight. Like, he's smaller. Da, da, da. And on top of that, it really depends on the fight. Because if Joshua... Let's just say Joshua knocks him out round one or like with within the first like four rounds or something. He's not gonna get credit for that because people are gonna be like, that's what you were supposed to do. But if Usyk comes in heavyweight shape and he's bringing it to AJ and he's doing stuff that we haven't seen this guy do in his last two heavyweight fights, then I think boxing fans would be like, you know what? All right, yo, AJ, you got that, bro, because this is the best Usyk that we've seen in the heavy and 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 in heavyweight ranks thus far, right? So I'm hoping that Usa actually does, you know, um, match the opposition, right? Like, this is going to be the best Usyk that we've seen thus far in the heavyweight division. But if it's the Usyk of the last two fights, I'm going to get credit, man, because I think he's going to mow right through that Usyk. So it really depends on Usyk. Usyk has to bring his A game. Usyk has to bring an element that we haven't seen from him. 
And if he brings that same Usyk when he fought Chisora, again, Ukrainian soup, bro. We eating Boris soup. So AJ's not going to get credit short term. But long term, he'll get that credit because, you know, boxing fans have a tendency to forget a lot of stuff. So that does sound like a cute accolade. <laughs> undisputed, uh, you know, uh, cruiserweight champion. Olympic gold medalist. So it sounds great, but when you see the fight, that's what I'm saying. It really depends on what Usyk brings. But I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say short-term, no. Long-term, yes. He'll get the credit. <laughs> that was good. He should. He really should. Because I think that's just what they're doing. They're trying to discredit Usyk. So... Joshua doesn't get the proper um, due he deserves for beating a guy like Usyk. None of these guys have fought a guy like Usyk. I'm, look at their resumes. None of these guys have fought a guy like Usyk. They don't got a Usyk on their resume. Listen, it's is you know it, it's kind of not fair. Like I don't, I don't. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of not fair. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, this sucks when you're at the top. This is what happens when you're at the top. And I was talking about this last week. This is what happens. Long long top. <laughs> it's lonely at the top, baby. It's lonely at the top. But, yeah, you don't never get credit for anything. People want to say, what more can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you juggle with fire. You know what I'm saying? Now you have to juggle with some knives. Now they want to see you on the tightrope with the knives. Now they want to see you on the tightrope with the knife in the fire on the tightrope at the same time. At the bottom. Now they want to change the car. <laughs> with the knife in the fire on top of the top rope, it's never enough. It's never enough. And that's what happens when you're at the top. You know what I'm saying? So I think that he deserves a lot of credit for, for fighting Usyk. But um, I don't think the world's going to give it to him. They're not going to get like G was saying. I don't think they're going to give it to him, right? And, and two, it's, it's it's later when he's done with his career. Besides, that's when he's going to get that credit. That's when he's going to get that credit. But he deserves to get that credit ASAP because Usyk is one time. I don't know what people are seeing. I don't know why they, they can't see it, but I see it. When I watch him, I'm like, he's really a talented guy in there. And you see how he sets guys up. You know what I'm saying? He, he sets guys up. You got to rewind it back. Like, yeah, he was doing that the whole time. Like, he sets guys up how he hit with his movements. With his movements. Like, he's, he's a really talented guy, man. You got to give Usyk some credit. And if Joshua beats Usyk, I think that that is a hell of a win. It's a hell of a win. All right, T-B-E. Better than any other winner, any of these other guys that have a name record. True. I think real the real boxing connoisseurs will give um AJ his credit for beating Usyk, you know. But I don't think like the mainstream is not gonna make it to the mainstream level where oh AJ beat Usyk, undisputed cruiserweight, cruiserweight, things of that nature. It's not gonna make it's not he's not gonna get that type of recognition. But at the end of the day, the real boxing analyst will know AJ's defeat, like AJ defeated a talented fighter. If he wins, and just like we said, Usyk would get all the glory if he beats AJ next Saturday. So, and vice versa, it's just like the same thing with Andy Ruiz, uh, overnight star. 
versus uh if AJ wins it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be played down a little bit but we know we're the real boxing analysts the real boxing the bureau of fans of boxing will know this fight was a serious fight and go ahead, <laughs> oh and no, I just like to add as a graphic designer did y'all see the promo for this uh the posters I didn't see it no yo it looks like doing them old school cash money um, <laughs> like the song's not even pumping money into the marketing for this fight like that should tell us something. Like, yeah, I, they gotta pay AJ. They gotta pay AJ and Usyk. Yo, I'm telling you, they're like, yo, bruh, Josh was running through this dude. We're not even gonna put money into selling this stuff. It's crazy, yo. I'm just saying. They bringing back the retro designs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that could that could be somebody's nephew that got that plugged fun. in. <laughs> no, no, you know, the same dude was making money off it because it was like no limit and cash money. Yeah. All had like the same type of album designs. Like it was just. I hope they going retro. I hope they going retro, but I doubt it. I think they just like man, AJ's gonna run through this dude. Let's just set up undisputed. I think they playing all their marketing dollars towards undisputed right now. Same <laughs> on UG. You know. <laughs> <laughs> By the no. way, this is this was this was on Uzi. This is what Uzi yeah. was supposed to. I don't know, but uh, oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That's even it. You'll find the other one that looks like the No Limit stuff. You'll see it on the um the Zone or Eddie Hearn's uh, Twitter. You'll be like, oh man, this they ain't putting no money towards this fight. My Uzi, Uzi ain't worried, yo. Uzi's like, I'm coming for you, AJ. Yo, you see, you see my man Uzi out here. Bro. <laughs> I'm coming for uh, you. Shoot, you know Uzi going this time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know if that finished. I cut him off. My oh, bad. Okay. Nah, you know, no. Nah, I'm just saying, AJ, AJ need deserves all the glory for if he wins this fight. And Uzi, they both both fighters deserve all the glory. And you know some play, some media outlets may downplay, but we know the truth, and we know what we want. You know what's coming after that, undisputed baby. <laughs> but I hope. G, <laughs> so that's the hating you, G. You know, G, G, G. They go to real G right there. G knows. How's that Ukrainian hit? soup? But he gonna be drinking, eating Ukrainian soup if Usyk wins. That's all I'm saying. I'm so confused right now, but okay. I'm saying you said Usyk's Ukrainian soup, but you're gonna be eating Ukrainian soup. If Usyk wins, never mind. We'll find out later on what, what he's talking about. But um, for me, he deserves a lot of credit. And he deserves credit because Usyk's an Olympic gold medalist. Usyk's former undisputed at cruiserweight. And he has a solid victory at heavyweight in beating Derek Tesoro. And for the people who discredit Usyk, right, I have to say, are you a Tyson Fury fan? If you're a Tyson Fury fan, you give him credit for victories over Tom Swartz and Otto Voiline, right? Otto Voiline, who, whom I think is a, who I think is a talented fighter. I think Otto Voiline is a talented fighter. And in fact, that's Dillian White's upcoming opponent uh, on October 30th. Otto Voiline's a talented fighter. He's no Usyk, though. That same guy had Tyson gave Tyson Fury a run for his money, though. So, so you like Tyson Fury? I get, I like Tyson Fury. I give Tyson Fury all the credit in the world. 
for that victory, I thought Tyson Fury showed a lot of dog with the with the cut, standing in there, taking it to Otto Valine. Boy, you're not going to tell me that Otto Valine's better than Usyk, are you? You're going to tell me he's done more in the heavy... Usyk's done more in the heavyweight division in two fights than Otto Valine has done in his entire career. Usyk has done more in the sport of... That's what I'm talking about. You got to be realistic. So you want to go Deontay Wilder now. <laughs> Usyk hasn't accomplished more in the heavyweight division than Luis Ortiz? Luis Ortiz' biggest victory is Bryant Jennings. Look this up. I'm not even lying to you. Bryant Jennings is... Derek Chisora's sparring partner. And Usyk beat Derek Chisora. So, again, if you want to say that Wilder's best victory is Luis Ortiz, then what would you be saying if Wilder beat Usyk, bro? I know what y'all would be saying. Wilder beat the former Olympic gold medalist, the former undefeated cruiserweight. The undefeated man who beat Derek Watches or y'all would be gassing it because y'all gas Luis Ortiz. The 60-year-old orthopedic shoe wearing, hair plug having. Now you're going too far. <laughs> you know it's true that y'all, y'all, y'all gotta melt Luis Ortiz for all these work. He was so nice, you had to fight him twice. But no one asked for the rematch. They needed to get, they needed to make sure everyone knew how to beat Luis Ortiz. But hold on, you know what it was? There was some controversy in that first fight when Wilder got that extra 30 seconds. It happened. So we need to do it again. The old geriatric managed to outbox Wilder for seven rounds until he got hit with that punch. And, and just like Larry Merchant told um, Floyd Mayweather, when when Luis Ortiz embraced Father, he said, "If I was fifty years younger, I would kick your ass." <laughs> Yo, stop it! Yo, Luis Ortiz victory. Y'all know good and damn well. If Wilder beat Usyk, y'all mother effers would be putting him on a pedestal. Y'all would be putting him on a pedestal like y'all do them IG models who y'all ain't never going to get. Go ahead, Yo, I, I actually agree with the argument. However, it's relative. You're talking about Anthony Joshua, and this is why I always gave Anthony Joshua credit. I always remember, we, we talked about this just yesterday, where y'all were like, somebody said, uh, Andy Ruiz is the unified champ. I was a former unified. I'm like, he ain't unified nothing. Anthony Joshua unified those belts. So Joshua went the the, the long road to, to, to unify. Kind of like also with like Josh Taylor. These dudes got it from the mud, right? So with AJ, with AJ, it's like he's beat champions, 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 heavyweights. So now Usyk showing up a cruiserweight. I it's 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 not it's, it's at least with me. I'm I don't know about the rest of the boxing world, but for me, it's not the equivalent. I understand you Usyk has those cute accolades and everything, but I just don't see Usyk being that dude in heavyweight division. You know, I look at Usyk like he's coming for a payday. He's gonna lose and he's gonna go right back down to cruiserweight or that new uh, division that they're creating for. 
smaller heavyweights. That's why what I actually see. So that's why I'm like, it's a little different because Wilder, you know, we all know this. His resume isn't as stacked as it should be, right? Um, Tyson Fury, I don't think everyone, anyone gives Tyson Fury Otto Wileen and, uh, and the other guy, right? Tyson Fury's uh, claim to fame is Klitschko and Wilder. That's what's solidifying Tyson Fury right now. So with, with AJ, AJ has so many top-ranked boxers, uh, heavyweight boxers under his belt that Usyk doesn't compare in my eyes at least. And I think a lot of people uh, echo my sentiment on this one. That's why he's getting a little pushback about this. It's like, nah, it's Usyk, bro. Like, he's a small heavyweight. All right, so a few points. One, all right, I'll start with this point. You're basically echoing what Trill said then, based on what you're saying. Joshua is a victim of his own comparing him to him, and his contemporaries aren't even on the same level because you're just dismissing the fact that Tyson Fury fighting Otto Pauline's of the world when he's not fighting Deontay Wilder and Deontay Wilder's fighting Louise Ortiz of the world when he's not fighting Fury and their claim to fame is they're fighting each other for a third time. Possibly Yo, a fourth. I, I, I did. Another thing you said that I want to address because I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. You said that Andy Ruiz isn't the unified, wasn't the unified champion because he's not the one who beat all the guys to bring the belts together. Mm-hmm. Now, would you have said the same thing if Deontay Wilder would yes. have beat uh, Andy Joshua? You would have said that. Yes, I would not. I know we wouldn't have said that, but it's fine. I'm fair. I may be a Wilder fan, but at least I'm fair. I'd be like, yo, Wilder, you just beat AJ, bro. AJ's the one who collected all the the, the, the Infinity Stones, bro. Like, put some respect on Thanos' name. You know what I'm saying? There's this a difference, you know? Like, I'm well, just, it really wouldn't be no different for Wilder because AJ collected all those belts while Wilder was champion, and all Wilder did was hold on to the WBC. So even if he beats AJ... It's basically using your logic. He shouldn't be undisputed because he's not the one who collected all the other belts. No, no, no. He's still undisputed because he has all the belts. A unified. But he didn't collect the other ones. You no. understand? Walk with me on this. I want to call. Well, you could call Wilder a unified champion because he had a belt and he linked up with AJ. With Andy Ruiz, just you know, and I'm not discrediting Andy Ruiz. I hope this doesn't come off as I'm discrediting Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Got lucky, became a champ, and then next fight he lost everything, right? Like, to me, he didn't unify anything. He just beat AJ and took all his belts and then gave him right back the next fight. That's all I'm saying. So I don't want – I'm just saying, like, give AJ the proper credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I do hold AJ to a higher standard. Should I? Maybe not. However, nonetheless, that's what happens when you're the best. You hold a person to a higher standard. People who are lower, it's like you're rooting for the, um, you know, you want to root for the guy that's losing, right? You're like, yo, man, keep doing your thing. Keep your head up. Well, a person that's already up top, you're like, that's it? That's what I felt what you were saying. But, yo, we all do it to some degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just reality. We're not, we're not all doing it. I'm, I'm I, 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 I'll, wrap, I'll wrap up uh, what I got to say with this. For me, Usyk would be the biggest victory on Wilder's resume. Because currently it's Luis Ortiz in in two fights in the heavyweight division. Usyk's already accomplished more than Luis Ortiz in the heavyweight division. Fact. 
And so he's also accepting a fight with Anthony Joshua when Luis Ortiz had the opportunity and was like, well, what? They lost my paperwork. They lost my paperwork. So I didn't, I, I, nobody told me. Although the whole world knew somehow Luis Ortiz didn't. But anyway, that's, that's another story. So Usyk would be the biggest victory on Wilder's resume. He would be the third big, biggest victory on Tyson Fury's resume. So for that reason, Joshua deserves credit alone. And for those who are trying to discredit Usyk because he's coming up from the cruiserweight division, you never heard of Evander the Real Deal Holyfield? Although some people would argue HGH and other things, fine. Let's remove Evander. You never heard of Michael Spinks? You're talking about history giving AJ credit later. Don't be so sure of that. Because Mike Tyson sparked out Michael Spinks in 91 seconds. But going into that fight, Michael Spinks, was actually the lineal in ring magazine champion because he was the one that beat Larry Holmes. So Leon, I mean, so Michael Spinks beat Larry Holmes, was the lineal champ, was the IBF champ going into the fight with Mike Tyson, and that fight was actually a lot closer in betting odds and among the experts than it actually was when the bell sounded. And everyone talks about that fight now like it was a wash, like it was a wash going in, like Mike didn't beat nobody. Overlooking the fact that Mike became the lineal that night because he beat the little guy who came up from Cruiserweight. So history may not give Joshua the credit he deserves, but he deserves credit. That's and, all I'm saying. And when you were saying about Tyson, I agree with everything you said about Everything that you said, every I agree about everything you said, except for one thing where you said that Tyson Fury, would you say he has three good victories? More than no, I, no, I said, I give him one. I said, Usyk, I said Usyk would be his third biggest. Yeah, will be his third. Oh, 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 his third. I no, I yeah, said, we got two. He got two. I said, Usyk would be his third. He got, biggest. One. He got one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Please let hey, me. I agree you on that, brother. I'm not even going to argue with that. <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is would an Usyk victory over Joshua make him the number one pound for pound fighter in the sport? And I'm going to turn it over to boxing analyst Trail Dollar Bill Nostradamus, the commission. It's going to make everybody go crazy for the next six months. And then that's what's going to be the debate. The debate's going to be up there. Who's going? Who's the number one pound for pound star, right? And it's still going to be Canelo. And I think that he would follow, right? <laughs> you know, um, just it'll be a great victory. But I think Canelo still got that number one spot. For, you know, what he's doing. And, 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 but I think that Usyk would be right underneath him. You know, Usyk's got to defend that title. And I think once he defends it, then he'll probably, you know, but I think right off the bat, at, at first people would be like, yeah. Then when it sets in, probably say he's number two, unless he can defend it. And then, you know, he'll probably, probably be considered, you know, number one pound for pound. I humbly disagree with Trill on this one. Usyk would definitely be with number one pound for pound on my list. You know what I'm saying? Because Canelo will have to get 
dropped to number two. And the reason why is I, I just have to be honest. Heavier the weight, <laughs> the, the more difficult it is, man. These the punches hurt more. You know what I mean? And Usyk's not a big guy. So Usyk takes out Joshua. Joshua, who's what, six six? Like, bruh, you gotta give Usyk that number one uh uh pound for pound because of all the accolades of cruiserweight. Then moving up and det- and literally dethroning the, the, the face of the heavyweight division. You gotta give that man that number one slot. Like Canelo's it's cute what Canelo's doing at 160 and 168. Yeah, but it ain't heavyweight, bro. I don't know, man. Heavyweight to me is like it, it's just the difficulty <laughs> level, the, the, the punishment. Like, come on, son. He's going up against like like it's it's literally David versus Goliath, you know. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 uh Usyk defeats Joshua, bro, he's he's definitely on my number one pound for pound. Cause I don't I don't think uh Canelo's accomplishments could 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 supersede uh Usyk's accomplishments at cruiser and now at heavyweight as champions, multiple belts and multiple and two divisions. I'm just saying, man, it's the th- and the biggest divisions too. Wow, damn real. These are these are now Canelo's doing stuff in 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 the lighter weights. Like I'm not I'm not discrediting the lighter weights, but as you get up there, punches really, 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 really hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like so, Usyk could pull this off, man. To me, he's pound for pound on my list. <laughs> Yo, I, uh, I mean. Oh, all right, TV. <laughs> Go ahead, TV. Uh, yo, G's delusional, as always. <laughs> but, um, what I want to say is, hold on, hold on. Be say, AJ. can you please explain why I'm delusional, though? Yeah, yeah. About, but, check the thing is pound for pound. It's just, I'm delusional. Canelo, can, yo, I'm going to tell you right now, Canelo is gaining weight. Uh, no one said <laughs> no, no, listen, hey, don't say me. I got this. Canelo, Canelo can see any cruiser, and if, if Usyk won it, yo, he's right there. He could when Canelo make cruiser, I'm just saying. I'm just speaking, I'm forecasting or foreshadowing. G fall back. When Canelo make cruiser weight, Usyk, your opportunity is right there to prove yourself too. Like you you number one powerful power if you be AJ. And you know, right there, you know, I told you every ever since I told you day one, Canelo's gaining weight. It's gonna happen. Undisputed, Canelo versus AJ. Pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. Well, I'm, I, I'm that's what You know what I'm saying? You're talking about a, a guy who has been champion in four different weight classes yeah. and keeps proving himself, and his resume proves he got the best resume in boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, he got one of the best resumes in boxing. And he has proven himself over and over again. And what he's been doing back to back to back fighting these guys has been listen, he's he's proved that he is pound for pound is gonna take one just more than one fight to dethrone him as the king at at, at number one. That's what thousand percent what Tro said, yo. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, Usyk, right, that's Usyk it. doesn't stand up to that, but Usyk will be number two. I will put him number two. But yo, yeah, that's what the I team fight. Is. <laughs> when I fight that cruiserweight, it could happen, yo. I see it happening. Yo, right, yo so I'm gonna jump in. This is a this is a scenario where I actually agree with everyone, but 
for different reasons. Now, gee, I think you're tripping when you say that Usyk's accomplished more. Canelo Alvarez has victories that Usyk doesn't have, like high quality victories. You're talking about like Triple G, for example. His victory over Triple G was massive. That's one of the biggest victories in the sport. That was also a pay-per-view extravaganza. And like you look at Canelo Alvarez, he beat No Doubt Trout when that was a big deal. He has victories over Miguel Coro, Sugar Shane Mosley. Of course, I'm not saying that these dudes were in their prime, but they were still really good. And they still, you know, they weren't washed up when he beat these guys. But he's been in there with his Andy Laura, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Sugar oh, Shane Cotto. Then you go up in weight. He's been in there with Triple G. He's been in there with Daniel Jacobs. He's been in there with Sergey Kovalev. Callum Smith. Callum, excuse me. Callum Smith. Was number 40 Cal. Callum Smith was just ranked number one by every rating source. You, you, you go Box Rex, you go ESPN, Ring Magazine, whatever uh, you know, rating system you trust. Callum, 40 Cal was ranked number one. Canelo walked through him like he was nothing. So you can't sit there and say, once again, like making Canelo a victim of his own success, that all oh, those fights are easy. I get it. Like the heavyweight oh, division. Said, that's not easy. I don't think no, I said, no, no. You, you I said that. Like, they easy. don't compare to a heavyweight fight. Heavyweights knock out. Heavyweights are known for having more power. And but you can't act like once you hit the 168 division, these guys are feather dusters. They they got popped too. Fact, they fact. knocked people out too. When he was facing Triple G, Triple G was known as the big drama show. Triple G was knocking everyone out. So you can't sit there and act like Canelo has never been put into a fight where he was he was in danger of being knocked out. People thought Triple what G was gonna knock him out. Kovalev got a body in the ring for real. Now listen, let me just clear this up. I'm not saying Canelo hasn't defeated killers. That's not what I'm saying at all. I was just saying, me personally, I give more credit the heavier you go up because the heavier you go up, the more dangerous it is. That's that was my argument. I wasn't saying that Canelo. Remember, Canelo's number one right now. He went up. If Usyk beats Canelo, he'll. <laughs> I'll bump him up above Canelo, me personally. Well, but you know, you can't, you can't. How many times you want him to go up, G? Yeah, yeah. You can only do that to a certain degree, brother, because like some people just naturally can't go up like that. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a scenario where like Ned just said, Canelo's gonna face AJ for undisputed one day. That's Ned though, but like it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> happen, bro. How many people see Ned's belief? And if that happens, kudos to Ned. He would really have called that. And we're gonna have to come back. You know what? If that happens, he's Ned Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him the title. Give him the do rag. If that happens, but no, nah, getting back to it, Canelo has actually really faced uh, some serious opposition. He's put himself in position where he could have been knocked out. And you're talking about he might go up and face Arthur Betterbeeve and these other guys, Baval, and then he's going to put himself in even more risk. So let's wait for that. Here's what I see happening. If Usyk beats Anthony Joshua, 
I believe he will get ranked number one. He'll get ranked number one because everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he pulled off the improbable. And that's mainly because people are underestimating him and acting like he has no shot. But his reign at the top will be shorter than Leprechaun's because in November, when Canelo beats Caleb Plant and becomes undisputed at 168, he will regain the number one spot. But Usyk will hold it briefly if he does beat Anthony Joshua. That's what I foresee. <laughs> if it happens, of course. Yeah, that's how I see it, yeah. All right, the next topic we're going to discuss is the one you've all been waiting for. And first, we're starting off with one of the greatest predictors in history. Ned, the TBE baby. Yes, sir. Who you got? Uh, Amy Joshua or Alexander Usyk? Usyk's been gaining weight for this fight. He's been training hard. Yo, Usyk has, like, his IQ, his boxing IQ is amazing. He's fast. And he's like that quick rabbit, you know? It's like the Easter rabbit. Like, you try to catch him, and, you know, you can't pick him up because he's that so fast. And for that, for me saying all of this, Usyk has skill set, has a skill set that can frustrate Anthony Joshua. And the quickness, the, um, I don't know, if Anthony just Joshua gets overwhelmed with, like, oh, I can't touch him right now. I can't hit him here. I can't get him there. He's not landing his punches as he wants to. He needs, doesn't dictate the fight as he needs to. And it looks like Usyk versus uh, Chisora 1. Uh, Chisora, uh, Usyk versus Chisora. My, let me clarify that. Then, you know, I would root for Usyk. But, you know, I don't know. AJ's out here. AJ's a different specimen. You know, he's a beast. In, uh, like, he's a beast among beasts. Like, he, I, how can I say that? Like, yo, I just, I'm going to pause this right now. You be sounding real funny when you talk about AJ. Come on now. 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 Uh, I know something. Gee, you're crazy. Gee. I, feel, I, feel, I know you're feeling me chill on this one. <laughs> it sounded like he was about to go talk about his back. It yeah, just about back. <laughs> he's getting bigger. He's getting he's a beast amongst a beast. Oh, like, he's he's a specimen. <laughs> no. AJ 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 by AJ by round seven. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna sit there. Yo, AJ yo, yo, by yo, round yo. Seven. yo, what was the other one he said when we were talking about the video game? Big, uh, uh, oiled up. I said he was oiled, oiled up. up. <laughs> he wants to see him oiled up. Yeah. Come on now, yo, yeah, 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 doing too much. Doing too much yo, let's chill out before someone who doesn't have a sense of humor say we're bullying next. You was gonna say we're bullying next, so let's they let's stop. me uh... <laughs> Ned run with the narrative. Ned looking for the sympathy vote. Yeah. Ned trying to get the sympathy vote. I don't feel safe here. <laughs> yo, Ned, you can pick up where you left off. You were saying how AJ is a specimen. Go ahead. AJ by knockout round seven, yo. I'm calling it. <laughs> 
I'll turn it over to Trill. Dollar Bill. I think I think I got AJ for the win, but I won't be surprised if Usyk could pull off a draw or can get get a couple and, and win by like a point or two on the decision. I wouldn't be shocked, but I got AJ for this fight all the way. All right, we'll turn it over to the most objective person in the world when it comes to Alexander Usyk, Kasperi G. Your prediction for this fight? Soup. <laughs> Porsche <laughs> soup. Eighth round knockout. AJ, you better not do it within four because he won't get your credit. So you better carry this guy for the first couple of rounds and take him out in the eighth. So I got AJ, eighth round decapitation. This is difficult because I've always said that Usyk has a style that can, um, yeah, Usyk is capable of mimicking a style that's difficult for Anthony Joshua. And you look at the style in which he faced Andy Ruiz, and that was difficult for him. So Joshua had to utilize his height, movement, and keep uh, Andy Ruiz at range. The, the, the difference between Andy Ruiz and Usyk is Usyk has better footwork mm-hmm. than Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz has fast hands, but his footwork doesn't match his hand speed. But Usyk you got the Ukrainian dance school. You see Usyk doing what he does in the ring and, and the foot movement. So his foot movement is going to be a lot better. So for that reason, you got to look at Usyk as at least in terms of overall ability, a better version of what he faced in Andy Ruiz. So as I said, Usyk represents a style that's difficult for Anthony Joshua, and he can mimic Andy Ruiz and do things that Andy Ruiz wasn't able to do. Now, considering that Anthony Joshua showed the ability to make the necessary adjustments in the rematch with Andy Ruiz, so I believe if Anthony Joshua utilizes his reach, his height, uh, and he's calculated and he does what he needs to do, he should win this fight. So I'm picking Anthony Joshua. Um, I do believe Anthony Joshua will stop Usyk, but I believe it's because Joshua's just a powerful man. Joshua just, he stopped bigger men, Um, and it's no knock against Usyk. It's just Joshua's really that powerful, And, and Usyk's a great heavyweight, but, you know, Joshua's stronger, faster, more accurate, better stamina than Derek Ward Chisora. And if Usyk is waiting for Joshua to fade, he's in for a long night, especially this new AJ. So I believe that Joshua will stop him. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to go with G. I'm going to say uh, ninth round, though. I don't think it's going to happen in the eighth. I'm going to say ninth round. I think he stops uh, Usyk, but... I think Usyk's going to give a good account of himself. And I don't think Usyk's going to be outmatched. I just think it's going to be one of those things where Josh was too big, too strong, too fast, and it's going to it's going to end up catching up with Usyk. So I got Josh with my stoppage. Can I ask y'all a question? Do y'all think AJ is going to even respect Usyk's power? Because when you think about it, AJ done went up against Klitschko, Pavekin, Parker, uh, Pulev. These are some heavy-hitting dudes that, you know, he took some, well, not all the guys, but he took some good shots from most of them gentlemen. If if the the sparring partner is talking about, yo, the power levels is like way different. 
Should Joshua even respect homie's power? And if he's, he's not even think, he's not even thinking about it like that. He knows that this is a chess match. And like I said before on the show, this is not a battle of the physiques. This is going to be a battle of the minds. This is a chess match. And, and that's why uh, 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 AJ, he's getting leaner. He's getting meaner. He knows what's in front of him. and He knows what he got to do. Even if I think, look, I, I, I got AJ winning this fight. Even if Usyk pulls off a victory, you know what I'm saying? Which he pulls off a victory. I know it got to be on points. If he pulls off this victory, right? I think that AJ will spark him out in a rematch. You know, I just think that AJ got this. I think that AJ got this. Uh, I want to say, I feel if Usyk's power really is, if Usyk really doesn't have any power, like by round three, AJ is like, yo, it feels like I'm being like massaged. Like it's like a massage. Like his touches are just heavenly. Then I think AJ's gonna just put the brakes on him, you know. Like that's it. Like yo, we gotta stop this. But I don't know if Usyk comes in here and he's it's like like Cho says the the battle of the minds, and they really want to see what the greats have. Like you're undisputed, um, you're undisputed cruiserweight for a reason. I want to see like I want to see where this goes. But if it's like you really have no power, I don't see how long it go, man. When AJ really touches him up, like hits him with a jab. And Usyk stumbling, or you know, AJ hits him, catches him. Like when Usyk's move, like Usyk will avoid a lot of AJ's punches. But when it gets to the later rounds of deep water, and it's like mm-hmm. now I got my, I can put my claws in you. That'd be the for me to see him, see him get get knocked out. Yeah, Usyk knocked out. So it'd be yeah. the first for me. So it sounds like we all saying, well, at least Ned saying he he's eating Ukrainian soup <laughs> or soup, huh? <laughs> no, no, you know what it is. The thing is, I don't like this because I feel like the narrative is set up for so that neither man can win. Yeah. If Anthony Joshua does what we think he's gonna do, everyone's gonna say he did what he was supposed to do when Usyk was no good. Mm-hmm. But Usyk is good, and so is Joshua. This is the yeah. way the narrative is set up. Neither man can win, and I don't like that. Nah, hold on. If Usyk wins, Usyk is the man. I'm telling you, bro. Like, the world's gonna be like shocked. <laughs> like to me, yeah, I know it's gonna. I think, man, for me, it's 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 the same. Like, I just don't. For to me, it's the same. Like, I really feel that Anthony Joshua should get credit for beating the guy as technically sound as uh, Alexander and talented. Mm-hmm. As uh, Alexander Usyk, I think that that would be a dope accomplishment. Like I ain't seen nobody else do it, and I I, I don't feel like Usyk needs to win to deserve respect. I feel like yeah. if Usyk gives a good account of himself. He deserves he respect. This dude came from cruiserweight mm-hmm. to heavyweight fights and jumped in the ring with Anthony Joshua. We got dudes who spent their he entire career the with Derek Chisora, his second fight at heavyweight. Second fight. Third fight against Anthony Joshua. You got dudes who campaigned their whole career at heavyweight acting like they didn't get the offer from Joshua. You got Luis Ortiz like, oh, what happened? I never offer. I missed my offer. You got the two guys who claim they're number one and two. Both turned down contracts worth over $100 million to fight Anthony Joshua. So I'm just sitting here saying, like, even if Usyk loses, but he gives a good account of himself, 
he deserves respect for taking that challenge. I just feel like mm -hmm. the only scenario, I guess, where Usyk will get the credit he deserves is if he wins. But even if he loses and Josh will win, I just feel like this is set up so neither man get the neither man gets the credit they deserve. And it's dope. Like Usyk is like, yo, listen, I'll give me. He didn't say, oh, give me a little bit more time at heavyweight. Give me another little bit. He said, no, I'll take the challenge. But low key, though, I kind of wish yeah. did have more time at heavyweight. I don't know how much the pay, the pay is for Usyk, but I would like to see a more uh, established heavyweight Usyk going up against AJ. Because then, then AJ will get full credit. But as of right now, he was willing to step aside, bro. He was, he was, he was, he was willing to step aside. And then when his opportunity presented itself, he ain't going duck from nothing. Facts. He ain't going duck from nothing. Well, you know, he's going to say, like, no, no, I'm going to still go with it. No, he ain't ducking from nothing. Let me say this. Y'all know how I give it up. I even give credit. <laughs> you say you know how you give it up in that same part. <laughs> 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 How you give it up, man? How you give it up, man? I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to say this. You know how I am on this show. I even give credit to the losers. Usyk, as long as you show something in that fight, we going to show you love. At least G's going to show you love. That's mm -hmm. all I'm going to say. So. <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Tyson Fury says Anthony Joshua would never be a good heavyweight in his prime. Take a listen. Me, right? I, I had three years out of the ring. I was on drugs and alcohol every day. I was fat as f I was 28 stone, yeah? And I come back and in six months I fought Deontay Wilder. And at the time he was the most feared knockout artist in the history of our sport. And I said, right, the fat bald man will fight you because all the rest of them won't because you keep going back and forth, this, that and the other. A side, B side, money, this, that and the other. I said, I'll fight. All of a sudden, I've gone in there and absolutely battered him. And everyone was like, oh, well, is that what it was all about? They don't want to fight prime. Like, Joshua's fought not one heavyweight in his prime. Like, he fought Klitschko at 42 years old. Pula, 40-odd. Pavetkin, 40-odd. And they're all, like, former good men back in the early 2000s, late 2000s. Well, not 2020-odd. They're like, they were good men 10 years ago. Do you not believe he wants you now? He said he wants you now. How can he have me now if I've got a rematch for Wilder? And the, the big thing is as well, like, I'll tell you what they always do, and he already fell victim to it, Joshua. They talk about fight stuff not happening. Like, everybody wants to talk to me about the Joshua fight. Yeah. They don't care about the fight that I'm having. And all of a sudden, they want me to talk over what I'm doing yeah. and then get chinned. And all of a sudden, I'm laid on my back flat by Wilder, and he's taking my position. Is that the danger of this guy? Yeah. All right, so you heard it from Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua beat these guys like uh, Klitschko, Pulev, and uh, Povekin when they were old men and they were not in their prime, said he isn't beating a heavyweight in their prime. I'm going to turn it over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. What's your reaction to what Tyson Fury said? A bunch of rubbish. Look, anything they could do to discredit AJ, they would do it. And why are you talking about AJ, man? Like, you guys, man, you... 
it'd be the listen, you know that nobody wanna see this fight. So the first thing you do is bring up my man AJ to try to sell this fight. AJ fought Klitschko. Klitschko's next fight was AJ after he fought you. Am I correct? And then he fight. Uh, he lost to Tyson Fury, and then he lost to um, AJ. Right? It was like yes, yes. That's how it went down, right? What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Um, look, I don't. When Tyson Fury talks, man, I I don't I don't listen. I respect him in the ring, but outside when he be talking, sometimes sometimes I gotta take what he says. Sometimes, man, I know what he I, he's just promoting this fight that nobody wants to see. That's how I look at it, man. Um, AJ's the man, and you know AJ's the man. That's why you bring him up in every interview that 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 comes up to promote this fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, look. Tyson Fury, I got a lot of love for you. I think you can fight good. I think you're gonna put a, 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 a do a good job in the ring against Wilder. But as far as talking, man, sometimes I just can't. I just can't with you sometimes. But I like you in the ring. I conspiracy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dal Bill. No, Dal Bill, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Mm. All right, G. All right. Before I answer the question, oh, I gotta provide some context. Now, Kaden, before we started this show, me and Kaden used to go back and forth about Tyson Fury and Deontay. No, no, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, right? And I ain't gonna lie, I actually used this very same talking point that Tyson Fury is using, right? However. I didn't necessarily, I was using it because I was, you know, I wasn't necessarily hating on AJ, but I kind of was, right? I was bigging up my man, so you had to big him up by hating on the other guy, right? Now, this is where, uh, I guess, as a more mature G. (laughs) 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 There's no such thing. No such thing. Tyson Fury's not factoring in. um, You're only as good as your competition, Right. So if you're saying all of these guys are 40 years old, blah, 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 it isn't AJ's fault that he's in this era where the the, the top dudes are now in their 40s, you know? Like, that's not his fault. There's nothing he can do about that. He can't reverse time, right? So I I, I don't think it's fair for uh, Tyson Fury to actually use that point, right? Because when you really think about it, because um, then he even – he the way he worded it, he was like good heavyweights, right? So – you can say Joseph Parker, you say Andy Ruiz, but I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury will make the argument. Well, maybe not Joseph Parker, that's his man's. So hopefully he'll keep it 100. You know what I mean? Those guys are still in their primes, you know? Like, they're also dangerous men. They got they got fast hands, lethal when it comes to knockout power. You know, you got to give AJ that credit. He beat both of these guys in their prime. Now, he may say that Andy Ruiz is in a good heavyweight. So they take Andy Ruiz out. At least you could give him uh, Joseph Parker, who was actually a champion, right? Um, and the only other person I could think of, you know, that fits this mold would be Deontay Wilder, right? And to AJ's credit, AJ did offer him, you know, a deal. Wilder decided not to take it, right? So I, I don't I, – I see what Tyson Fury is trying to do, but I feel like what he's doing is painting a narrative that 
is is trying to discredit Anthony Joshua as if that's Anthony Joshua's fault that he's in this era where the top dudes were just happened to be in their 40s and the young guys for the the, the the young good guys aren't fighting Anthony Joshua. But we've seen time and time again Anthony Joshua is constantly fighting champions, top ranked dudes. Like so I like I don't understand what uh Tyson Fury is really trying to say, right? So Again, you're only as good as the era you're in. You know what I'm saying? If your era has a bunch of 40-year-old dudes, and on top of that, too, it's a heavyweight division. So 40 doesn't mean you're washed up. It doesn't mean that in a heavyweight division. At 40, you can still crack. You can still move. You can do a lot of things. It's not like it's a lighter weight where you got to rely so much on movement. You know, at 40, you still got that power. And so, and we seen that Klitschko fight was a war. It wasn't like Klitschko was way past his prime and all that stuff. That was an excellent fight, you know, and that was a younger AJ when you think about it, you know, like now we're looking at a more seasoned, more developed Anthony Joshua. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't fair, but <laughs> I, I have to be transparent. I didn't use that argument before back in the day, but now I don't feel it like that applies. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Mm-hmm. It's rubbish because whether he's only basing that off of what, how many fights he done fought. Dillian White, Dillian's young. Andy Ruiz is young. All these other these other guys that he he done beat and, and sparked out. These guys was young. You know what I'm saying? Fury's response would be, "Oh, but they weren't good." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yo, better than anybody else. That's all. All he got is Klitschko on his films. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, get the gap, man. All you got as long as the fans believe it, he's rocking with it, you know, so. TV. Man, Fury. Stop it, man. Like, like my co-host said, I'm going to keep it like this because you fought um, Klitschko, AJ fought him right after. Two years later, whatever, it doesn't matter. You beat him by decision, he knocked him out. So for you to sit there and say he um Klitschko was in the prime, uh it's hard to believe because we had two different outcomes from two different fighters. And I'm not gonna discredit your fights. I'm and AJ, I'm not gonna you know, we I'm not even on board with that. So for me to even like hear Fury talk, Fury just gets into that moment where he tries to psych himself up. He stares in the mirror like I'm I you know, I am sexy. I am sexy. You know, that, that's, 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 that's Fury's mindset. Yo, I got to hype myself up. I got to be my biggest fan. And if that's what you got to do to keep you in that mindset to, um, to, uh, for every match, do you. But for us, we, I, it's just, it's just talk. It's just talk. Or for me, it's just talk. Rubbish. It's rubbish. It's, it's, it's waste, 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 um, waste talk, whatever. But at the end of the day, we all know the real, and I'm not even tripping over it. That's right. You talk about Chris. this brings up a deeper issue in boxing because I'll give you an example. Anthony Joshua beats uh, Vladimir Klitschko, and later on, people say he was past his prime. He was old. Floyd Mayweather beats Canelo Alvarez, and some people say, "Well, he was a baby. He wasn't ready yet." So then when, like, and so now a victory is not enough. You got to beat someone at the right time, too. Was Vladimir Klitschko still not the man who reigned for 10 years? 
You saw him fight Anthony Joshua. Did his skills look diminished? No, if anything, he looked more motivated to beat AJ than he did to beat Tyson Fury. And this is not to take away from Tyson Fury's victory, but I'm saying I watched uh, Vladimir Klitschko fight Tyson Fury and look gunshot. Now, I was just talking to Ned about this earlier. There are reasons why Klitschko could have been gunshot. Because Tyson Fury was making him pay for every mistake he made, which is fine. But at some point, you have to be willing to take the risk to be great. And what you saw in the fight with Anthony Joshua was Klitschko was willing to do that. He got up off the deck, put Joshua on the deck, went and was willing to take the risk that he wasn't willing to take against Tyson Fury. I see you, bro. No, no, no. I, it, I, I see. I see where you was going with, right? But I seen a different fight, and I, I seen a different fight. I seen, I seen a guy that that hit and hold it, and a guy that went in there and stopped another guy. That's what I seen. I see with Tyson Fury, he hit and he hold it to a points victory, and I seen that a young Joshua went in there and he stopped the guy. No, I mean, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I'm going off with a Klitschko because he's saying Klitschko was past his prime. And yeah. see, the Klitschko I saw fight Fury wasn't willing to take any risk. He he let all the stuff you're saying happen. He just didn't. But with Joshua, this dude really went out there and tried to win. Now, I'm not discrediting Fury. I always gave and I always give. Fury credit as the man for dethroning Vladimir Klitschko. But to act like Klitschko was washed up by the time AJ got him is not being truthful. You're not being realistic because that man got up off the deck, put AJ on the deck. They went and had their battle, and, and it took Anthony Joshua putting it on him in the 11 for that fight to end. So don't act like Klitschko was washed up. And it also brings me to the point, you can't really win in boxing sometimes. If you get a guy like when Floyd got Canelo, they say you got him too early. Was Canelo still not Canelo? He was still a great fighter. He still had great victories. And there were still people who believed he was going to beat Floyd. But once Floyd outclasses him, oh, he was a baby. It, it, It shouldn't count. Right? Oh, it doesn't count. He would beat Floyd now. Well, yeah, Floyd's like 40-some-odd years old now. You're overlooking the fact that Floyd wouldn't have to put away. Oh, Floyd made him come down to 152. They wanted, they agreed to that. They offered that. Y'all act like Floyd's some big dude. Floyd moved up and wait. Said, fine, I'll give him. You know, so this is the point I'm making. People always look for reasons to discredit victories. Mm -hmm. And, And it seems like Tyson Fury's doing that. However, Tyson, there's a flaw in your system because according to you, right, Joshua is, is beating these prime, these guys when they pass their prime. But you just called out Dillian White. Last time that I checked, Anthony Joshua beat Dillian White first, knocked him out in his 14th professional, was it 15? In his 15th professional fight. You're going to be fighting him after Deontay Wilder, 
after he's been knocked out by Joshua, Povetkin, dropped by Revis, dropped by Joseph Parker, then that's when you would get him. Will that not be you getting Dillian White past his prime? Using your logic now, not what I believe, but simply just saying, if you want to throw in this whole thing that you're saying, you would be getting him years later after Joshua got him with more wear and tear, more knockdowns. Right? So would you not be getting a Dillian White that's past his prime? Using your logic now, that's all I'm saying. He ain't beat no good heavyweights in their prime. So, again, like you said, who do you call Andy Ruiz? Who do you call Joseph Parker? And Fury, you said Joseph Parker was good. I'm, there's a press conference out there when Joseph Parker was going to fight Huey Fury where they said, you never seen anything bad about Joseph Parker, Tyson Why? He said, because I have a lot of respect for this man. This man's a real fighting man. Not like the buffed up bodybuilder and not like the basketball skinny hoop man with spaghetti legs, Deontay. That's what you said. You picked up Joseph Parker. Now he's no good when Anthony Joshua beats him, right? And this is what I'm getting at. So a lot of what he's saying doesn't make any sense, but, you know, I think it's like what G said. He's going to big himself up because what he does have is he beat Klitschko, Vladimir Klitschko, before Joshua did, and he beat Deontay Wilder before AJ could get to him. So he could always say, I did it first. Ray J style. Ray J style. <laughs> <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is John Fury predicts that his son, Tyson Fury, is going to retire Deontay Wilder. Uh, let's take a listen to what Big John Fury had to say. And this is courtesy of BT Sport. Look how much of a threat he poses. You won't give him $10 step aside money. That says it all, though, it? It's all I'm going to give him is the beating of his life. Tyson will send him into retirement this time. He'll never box after this. He's going to get beat to pieces, smashed to pieces. If you look at Dante Wilder, he's spent his whole career fighting guys that are smaller than him. He generates his power when he's coming over the top of the shot. And what Tyson Fury was doing in the first fight is he was stepping back and hooking. And that's obviously where he got nailed with that shot in the 12th round. But there was enough after he got knocked, knocked down, when he got up, he took it to him. He took it to him. He held his, he held his feet. He, we, like, we would call it the gym. We, he big man him. He just got over the top of him. One thing he has been doing, he's been in the gym constantly, training, training, training. And he's, he's, you know, he's, he's forced this fight to happen. So in his mind, for all the excuses he came out of why he got beaten last time, in his mind, he must still think he's got half a chance, but I can't see it. Now that Tyson Tyson's shown they can out they can out fight him as well, and I think that's the real danger for Wilder psychologically is how how do you beat the guy that's in front of you? You know, Deontay Wilder this time. You know, how can two wrongs produce a champion? Deontay Wilder, he's all wrong now. Malik Scott's all wrong. Where are they going to get a win from? Got humiliated last time. Let the all of America down. Tyson smashed him to pieces. He's lucky to be boxing Tyson again for the third time. Only four people around Tyson he wouldn't have even got a chance again. Because to be honest, he don't deserve it. After that last performance, to be honest, he don't deserve the fight. It should have been him and AJ. This man is just a bump in the road. He's going to iron out and put him into retirement. And we've got the antidote for it, which I can't discuss on camera. Because we're going to execute it on the night until it's at the end of Deontay Wilder. If there was a roll out... So you heard what uh, Big John Fury had to say. He said they got the antidote for Deontay Wilder. They're not going to say what it is, but they're going to retire him on the night. 
Trill Dollar Bill, what's your reaction to what uh, Big John Fury had to say? Yeah, they're probably going to win, but there's so many other fights out there for Wilder. Wilder done passed up on that bag. He got to go out there and get that money. There's other fights out there for Wilder, so I don't see that him, him retiring. I see him going out and fighting other fights. There's other fights I would like to see him in. All right, conspiracy. Man, um, I even agree with a lot of the stuff that they were actually saying in that video. So, um, but I'll say that John Fury is supposed to say this, right? This is his son. So, you know, in the first two fights, man, he's been talking extra spicy. So, I'll give him that. But the other guy that was talking, I guess the the interviewer was saying stuff like, "Oh, Wilder only um knocks out guys smaller than him." That's not true. Like. He knocked out Brazil. Brazil's what, like six seven? You know what I'm saying? Um, who else? Gerald Watts. They had a smaller heart. They had smaller hearts, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Eric Molina. Like these are some tall guys. You know what I mean? They ain't- you name it, Eric. Take a dive, Molina. Nah, what I'm saying is they're saying that Wilder only knocks out sm- like smaller guys. So I'm like, ah, I, I, that's not true about Wilder. Wilder's also knocked out tall dudes as well. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to um, clarify that. But uh, And like Trill's saying, even if Wilder loses to Fury, I still would like to see Wilder in some other fights. I still want to see Wilder uh, against, uh, what's his name, Dillian White. I'd like to see Wilder against Andy Ruiz. I'd like to see Wilder against Joseph Parker. Like, you know, these are still good fights. Um, So that doesn't mean like, okay, you lost to Fury. That means your career is done because you lost to one man. I, I just don't see it like that, man. Like, just like if AJ loses to Tyson Fury twice or something, I still want to see Anthony Joshua fight other men. I would still want to see, you know, Joshua versus Wilder. You know, like, so, like, just because you're losing to Tyson Fury, that doesn't mean now you have to retire and it is what it is. Like, he still has some, some a few more years left in him. So, I don't know, man. Unless they're saying that, yo, they're going to beat him so bad that – like no commission will allow Wilder to fight again, which I don't see. So <laughs> Florida will. <laughs> yeah, as long as we got Florida, we got Wilder. You know what I mean? So, as long as we got Florida, we got to fight. Yeah. So I'll say this: rubbish. Like, yeah, I mean, that's like, gonna be the that's great promo. We got Florida. You gotta fight. <laughs> Stay in your ground state for a reason, baby. All right, All right TBE. Hey man, well, Fury, uh, yeah, who the, I, I said this months ago. Once Wilder loses to Fury, it's over, it's done. I don't think anybody wants to hear from him again. No fighter in the history of boxing has made the more excuses than this man, Deontay Wilder. So, once Tyson Fury pummels him again, I feel that's the way we're headed. It's gonna be an embarrassment, it's gonna be a waste of time. We waited all this time to see a man. Lose in a fashion we know we was gonna lose in. Like you, it's like you chose death over life. Like like yo, it was like you could go about your business and live your life, but you was like, no, I want to die today, and you chose to die today. If you on Deontay Wilder, that's what I'm saying. Everything you did, everything you done, is not gonna help you in this rematch, this third fight, where the second fight I said it said it was gonna happen the way it happened. I believe Fury's what Fury said. And John Fury, trust me, we know it's retirement season. 
It's retirement season come October. Just hang up your hang up your gloves, Deontay. Hang him up. <laughs> hang him up. That's all I gotta say. Hang him up. This is an interesting one because like normally I would say he's not gonna retire Deontay Wilder. But you look at the second fight, and I'm being honest with you, I really do think he gave Deontay Wilder a very bad beating. And I think it would have been even worse if Mark Brillen didn't throw in the towel. If in the lead up to this fight, I wasn't hearing a million and one excuses, I would say that Deontay Wilder won't retire. But let's just run down this road real quick. Deontay Wilder has blamed the suit, not having his legs. Uh, he blames Spike Water. He blamed the crab and a barrel referee. He's blamed pretty much anything he can blame for him losing this fight, uh, the second fight. So if he goes on to lose the third fight. About the egg weight. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't keep all the excuses. I mean, there's just been so many, but that's the point I'm making. You got all these excuses out there. And for the record, some people have the audacity to say they'll see me on October 10th. No, I will see you. Trust me. I will see you. But anyways, when you when you look at all these excuses, if he doesn't win the trilogy, and if he gets knocked out in similar or even worse fashion, a guy with an ego so big, he had to make up all these excuses. His fans had to make up all these excuses. These channels had to make up. I don't know if you see that guy again. How do you recover from that? How do you bounce back from that? You accused every commission. You accused. You fight your old trainer. You call, you you said he's a snake. You you blame this person. You didn't. You basically burnt all the bridges, saying that you were conspired against. So now the trilogy fight is supposed to be your clean slate. It's supposed to be the up and up. It's supposed to be the clean fight. So if Wada doesn't. Beat Tyson Fury, he kind of left himself really in a very bad place. I know you're saying, like, oh, people would want to see him fight. But, I mean, you know, I, I've underestimated the stupidity of people before, so maybe I'm doing it again. Maybe if Tyson Fury knocks out Deontay Wilder again, there'll be some even more crazy conspiracy theory. There was a UFO that went over Wilder's hotel but before the fight. They sent down a force field that sucked all Wilder's energy out. Look at him. He looks like a Men in Black 2 character in the ring. Look at him. Look at him. He has no legs. As if Wilder ever had legs. Wilder knows he has no legs. That's why he put a picture up and everyone was clowning his legs. He cropped the picture so you couldn't see his legs. Like, Wilder having no legs is not a secret. And G knows this, too, because he brings up those arguments that we had in the gym before Fury ever destroyed Wilder. G, don't lie. What was the number one thing I said I would do to Deontay Wilder if I ever fought him? Yo, press the Take action. his legs, right? 
Yeah, you play, yeah, you'll just put your weight on I him. said, I would just grab him and drop on him. I would just take his legs. I said, I would just throw him to the floor, make him get up. I said, I would just roughhouse him and take his legs. I always said that to you. It was the number one thing I always said to you. I don't know why fighters don't take his legs. I, I always said that to you, G. Uh, that's I, don't, I don't understand why people are acting like Wilder has some nice, you, Andy Ruiz legs, G, you, you're pretty fond of them. Wilder don't got them. Pause yourself. Pause yourself. You don't got them. I'm not talking about Andy Ruiz right now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. We could be possibly. You're talking about the dude. You're talking about the dude who who got the big top and no legs. By the way, one of the major signs of steroid use: big top, yeah. no legs. I ain't saying nothing. Since we since we sitting here following red flags, since we sitting here following red flags, one of the major signs of steroid use: big top, little legs. But um, you know, I'm just saying. I don't, you know, so will he retire? I, you know, I would say I'm leaning towards he won't retire, but when you put all this poison out in the atmosphere, the embarrassment he will experience if he loses, I mean, of course his minions will believe any excuse, but that may force him to retire. What's up, G? Walk with me on this. It depends on how he loses, because if he does lose to Tyson Fury, as long as it's competitive, people are willing to forgive all of that, uh, the the rematch uh, excuses. As long as it looks like, all right, you know what, this guy, although he lost, he showed the heart of a champion, they, they'll still want to see him, and then he can still show his head outside, you know, and he just, at this point, if, if, I, if Wilder was smarter, all he has to say is, the better man won, he got that, right? Yo, all forgiven. I promise you, the biggest Wilder haters would still be like, he's matured a lot. He's shown growth. He even showed new technique. It seems like I agree with you, G. I, I remember I said if he gets annihilated the way they're saying, like if, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if it's like, similar or worse. Yeah, if it's the rematch, yeah, it's like it's bad because it's like, bro, you saw all that. If he like, even looks better, if he looks like he improved, if he puts up a better fight, even I'm gonna I'm gonna come and clown some folks. But even I'm gonna show him some love on that. Yeah. But it's just his fans are so crazy. I gotta get him. <laughs> we gotta get him. <laughs> we, got, we gotta get him. That's right. We gotta get him. The next topic we're gonna discuss on Boxing Bros is Deontay Wilder is sparring Robert Hellenis to prepare for his trilogy fight. And they posted a picture. And of course, uh, we'll show that picture to you now. Uh, so here's the picture, and this is uh, Michael Benson. He said Deontay Wilder sparring with Robert Lennis as part of his preparations for Tyson Fury on October 9th. And you can see the picture right here of these guys uh, after this sparring session. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, Robert Lennis is fighting on the undercard his rematch with Adam Kalnowski. So uh, that's also going to be a good fight on the undercard. I'm going to turn it over to you, man, the, our resident Wilder fan. Conspiracy, what's your reaction to Deontay Wilder's farm, Robert Hellenis? I mean, uh, I guess it's a good choice, but Robert Hellenis is only similar to Tyson Fury in size, but not in ability, you know, um, 
Hellenic doesn't really move like Tyson Fury. He's more of a stay place or he'll just move forward. That's it type of fighter. He has that old school style like this. And like he's on, he doesn't fight like Tyson Fury at all. But I think, you know, just having his size will be great for uh, uh, Deontay Wilder's preparation for the trilogy fight. So, I mean, I think that was a smart move. It's just, it's just tough to find someone that could replicate Tyson Fury, you know. Um, so, watch your mouth, G. What? Go ahead. You know who's his chief spawn partner? He wears many hats. He's the hype man. He's the head coach. He's also the chief spawn partner. For those of you who think I'm making this up, by the way, YouTube it. There's video footage of Malik Scott mimicking Tyson Fury and emulating Tyson Fury's style to help Deontay Wilder beat Tyson Fury. And G knows it as well. So, G, I'm saying all that to say, you're saying it's hard to find someone to emulate Tyson Fury. I think they got somebody. And his name well, is Malik Scott. His third job, chief strong partner. Go ahead, G. Caden's trying to be funny, but I'm just Am I saying. Lying? I know that, but what up, let's just be real. Okay, The Malik Scott is just is, is far from a Tyson Fury, right? There's a certain even physical attributes that Tyson Fury has that Malik Scott just can't do, right? He can't grow a couple more inches. You know what I mean? So, like, Robert Hellenis, that's the only thing that he does have is the size that can replicate Tyson Fury. But it's just going to be hard to find a guy with the skill set and and the height and who's a heavyweight. You know, it's just it's going to be difficult. But nonetheless, man, Hellenis is good work for Wilder in preparation for Tyson Fury. Let's just, or at least me, I'm just going to say, I hope it's enough to, uh, actually, you know, get his belt back. All right. True dog, Bill. Um, gee. My man, G. Um, what do I think? The only thing that he has in common with Tyson Fury is skin complexion. And height. Not even height. The guy Robert Hellenis is six six. Tyson Fury six nine. They're bald. They're bald. They are, that's the other thing. Oh, they bald. He got a little mohawk or something. Oh, <laughs> see, so they don't even got taller than that. He looked way taller than Wild in that picture. Say six six. Damn. Yep. Damn. All right. See, I take it back then. Shoot. You know what I mean? I thought there was similar. Stand on what you said, G. And Tyson Fury and all lies, bro. Like, come on, bro. And he got and he got a seventy nine reach. And Tyson Fury is six nine, and he has a, a, a eighty one or something reach or something like that. I don't think that's a, that's 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 good, you know. But hey, I guess to, to get whoever you can find, better <laughs> than nothing. You know? <laughs> I guess get who you can find. But hey, I guess he's a, it's just good to see Wilder in there working, and he's taking this serious. He's taking this camp serious. That's what I like to see. This is not the same Wilder that we've seen in the past. That's saying that all he had to do was worry about the big right hand. No, I want to give Wilder some props. You know why I want to give Wilder some props? Because this is the first time that I've seen him really take this thing serious. 
He's well, no, I don't think it's a good comparison, but at least he's he's sparring somebody that just came off an impressive win. Who is trying to get some work in? At least he's sparring somebody. Not like what my brother was saying, you know, the Malik Scott, who was probably wasn't even giving him good work in there. Was just in there boosting his ego. I give him motivation. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't even giving. Uh, he's he still doing that when he comes with the right hand. We <laughs> he was hitting him as far, and he was falling. Yo, I don't believe, and you know, I'm a Wilder fan. I don't believe Wilder punches that hard. <laughs> Got to do a full 180. You know, I'm like, stop, bro, stop. You believe me, like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man. Um hey, I'm just proud of Wilder for actually taking this this fight this serious. So I just want to shout out Wilder. I don't wanna, you know, bash him for actually doing the things that we asked him to do. You know? And so shout out to Wilder for finally, you know, taking this thing serious and showing that he really wants to win. So that's what I want to say. On the segment about that. I T B E. Hey, listen, Robert Helenas, he's no Tyson Fury. But you know, I don't know how long they've been sparring. Is it a day, a week, a month? I don't know. That information wasn't disclosed, brother. Yeah, I'm just saying. We don't know how long they've been sparring. But if it's a day, it that's not enough. If it's a week, that's not enough. If it's a month, that's not enough. If it's five months, that's not enough. If it's a year, that's not enough. I'm just saying, whoever you're sparring with, Wilder, it's not enough. You need, like, you need elite training. I said you should have sparred with Usyk. Like, Usyk, I think, give you the movement. Maybe not the height, but the movement and the punching. The punches. I'm just saying. Let me let me rock. Why would Usyk agree to do that? Because Usyk focus on AJ. Usyk need like somebody with power. Like, can he handle an elite power? I'm not saying um, while they got elite power, but you know. Oh, now you a hater. Got you. Got you. I understand. GG fall back. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I just I feel <laughs> the truth came Usyk, out. Don't see it slipped. He was like. Elite power. And he goes, oh, I'm not saying I'm saying he got elite power. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think Usyk can emulate a style, even though he's like the mini, he's like a mini Fury. Like, he can emulate that style that Fury has where he ducks, dodges, and doesn't throw, he doesn't throw the power Fury has, but he throw, he throw, he throw, throw, throw them punches. But you you could be able to protect, prepare yourself for what, what's coming at you. How like, you but, how you prepare with a guy that's like, what, 6'3"? To a guy that's six nine, that has it's way somebody more- who's always moving. It's a target that's always moving. Like you have to prepare yeah, for that. You have to prepare for movement. It's gonna get your footwork better. It's gonna improve some certain things. You know, you know, you know. But Robert Hellenis, Robert Hellenis. I know he he knocked out Adam Kalnaki. You know that that was dope. But Robert Hellenis, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like. If if I want a great value um cornflakes, I go to Walmart for it. So yeah. What? 
The edibles coming soon. I think it's safe to say enough is enough at this at this point. Ned. <laughs> uh, All right, so check it out. Here's my thought. But before I share my thought, let me share. Oh, sorry. Before I share my thought, let me share with you a little something, something. So this is what Wilder was dealing with. See, this is Malik imitating Tyson Fury. So this was Chief Sparring Partner Malik. But I guess since Malik got a promotion, he's too good to do that. Now, um, all joking aside, I think it's definitely better than Malik imitating uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, um, I, I honestly think Helenas is a good sparring partner. Sparring partner doesn't necessarily need to be as good as the person you're facing. And oftentimes that's not the case because there's a reason why that person is the main event. There's a reason why Fury is the pay-per-view attraction. Just like you go in Fury's direction. He may find some heavyweights who are tall, six, seven, who have decent right hands, but they probably can't throw it as fast as Wilder. They probably can't. You can emulate someone to a certain extent. You're not going to get the exact thing. Um, and I think Helenas can give him a look um, similar to Tyson Fury, but he's not going to be Fury. And just like people, Deontay, I mean, that Tyson Fury spars are not going to be Deontay Wilder. You saw him, he had um, F.A. Ajapa, and F.A. Ajapa can give him some similar looks, similar height, similar, but he can't throw a right hand like Wilder. This is not the case. Um, he may throw other punches. He may do other things well that Wilder can't do, but he can't throw the right hand like Wilder. So sparring is just one of those things where you kind of just want to get used to being in there with someone the same. Because you get your work off. I mean, Helenis is off by two inches, but he's still going, you know, still, you know, reach. I mean, at the end, it's going to be hard to find someone to – emulate Tyson Fury. It's going to be hard to find someone to emulate Deontay Wilder. I mean, he, Deontay Wilder has awkwardness to him that other fighters don't have. Um, the explosiveness, things of that nature, it's just, you know. So, for me, I think he could do worse. That's May not be the best choice. I, I think probably David Price may be a little a little better um, pick. But to me, Helenis is probably top five he could get. And he's in camp for another fight. So, and Helenis is definitely better than what I see Malik doing in that ring. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with it. I think, I think it's a smart move. That's, that's my take on it. And also to add, um, because the fight is around the corner, we I'm pretty sure Robert Helenis was already in training camp before he arrived to 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 mm -hmm. spar with Deontay Wilder. So this is like top peak shape Robert Helenis that's sparring with peak shape Deontay Wilder right now. So because they're both in, in camp for their upcoming fights at around the corner. Yo, 
Let me ask one last point too. Sorry. Um, and also can help with Wallace's confidence because Helenis did just be Adam Kalinowski. So if he's working on new stuff and it's working and sparring with Helenis, although it's not like a fight, it can help boost his confidence to feel like, yeah, what I'm doing is working. I, I am doing better than I was doing before. So the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is what can Terrence Crawford prove in his fight with Sean Porter? Now, the fight has been made official. It's taking place on November 20th. It is a done deal. We will see Terrence Bud Crawford versus Showtime Sean Porter. We're going to take a quick video. We're going to watch a quick video before we discuss this in which Sean Porter was asked a question about his fight with Terrence Crawford. And uh, here's what he had to say. Terrence Crawford says he's excited to beat one of the PBC guys. You're friends with him. We respect Crawford because he's a great fighter. We respect you. What do you think? What do you answer him when he says he's coming to beat a PBC guy? You know, he's saying what he's supposed to say. You know what I mean? Um, just like I won't answer a question about strategy. I won't answer a question about what he does well, what he does bad. You know, um, it, it depends on what I say. You know what I mean? So he can say he's looking forward to beating a PBC fighter. He can say he's looking forward to getting in the ring with a PBC fighter. But we both know I'm not the PBC fighter he wanted to get in the ring with. And that's not even talking about Errol Spence Jr. So, there's that. We know you've been after this fight for Hold on, I got him first. All right, so, <clears throat> anyway, you heard what Sean Porter said. Sean Porter said that, like, hey, listen, he can say whatever he want, but we know I'm not the PBC fighter he wanted to get in the ring with. And I'm not saying Earl was either. Mm. So, it seems like Sean Porter saying, like, hey, he didn't want this problem. But he got it now. So, um, and before I turn over to you, Dollar Bill, TC did do an interview um, on ESPN in which he stated that once the Pacquiao fight couldn't happen, Sean Porter was the next best option. So, so that's why he's wrong with Sean Porter. All right, uh, Dollar Bill, what's your reaction to what Porter had to say in the question? What can Terrence Crawford prove in his fight with Sean Porter? What can Terrence Crawford prove in this fight with Sean Porter? He can prove that what we've been saying all along, that he belongs in the conversation with the top welterweights, that he can compete with the top welterweights. We just haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? Because of the top welterweights been over there at PBC. But we've been saying that he's nice. He just haven't been able to show it. He's been fighting light lightweights. You know what I'm saying? And junior welterweights. You know, but now he get to go in there and show that he can compete with a real solid welterweight. And that's what we've been saying all this time. I don't understand what people do not comprehend and what they do not understand. We know Terrence Crawford is dope. We think that he is good. We just saying that we're not going to give him credit, full credit yet, because he ain't fought one of these full, these, these, these full welterweights, these real welterweights. They all over there at PBC. How you gonna give a credit for somebody for beating somebody who they ain't even fight yet? Y'all want us to be like TC beats all of them, and he ain't even getting the ring with none of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, now, but now this is the opportunity. You know what I'm saying for him to get in there and show what he got. So I think that he can pull this off. I think he can win. I think he can beat a lot of the PBC guys. But now he gets he gets a chance to actually prove it. And it's not what you think. It's what you can do. It's what you can prove. 
You know what I'm saying? So now he gets an opportunity to prove it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So he gets to prove that he's he's able to stop with the big dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and as far as <laughs> and as far as uh, Sean Porter, what Sean Porter is saying is, um, you know, Sean Porter talking spicy without talking spicy. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I respect it. You know what I'm saying? We give Sean Porter. You know, we we joke on him about his suits and stuff like that, but Sean Porter is no joke. And everybody knows Sean Porter is no joke, and you know you're going to get that work. You might, might not like the way he fights, but he's going to make sure that you know that you was in the fight. He's going to come forward. He's going to bring that. So just know Sean Porter's coming, and this is going to be a good fight. All right. Gee, yeah. Um, I guess I don't have much to 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 add to what uh Trill was saying, but I guess I'll just say um, what this proves for uh TC is he belongs with you know the 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 top guys in the welterweight division, right? Because when you kind of think about it, most of the like PBC runs the welterweight division, just like top rank runs the lightweight division, right? So like. You have to go to the place where everyone is at, right? So the fact that he's going after Sean Porter is a good thing because when you think about it, Sean Porter is a common denominator amongst the PBC fighters, right? Like he's fought pretty much all of those guys, right? So if TC could run through Sean Porter, then it's like, yo, it solidifies TC. Like he is a definite threat in the welterweight division. You know, um, and so I think that's what it really proves. Um, and not to mention to have Sean Porter under his resume right now is a good look because it's not like people are calling Sean Porter washed up or anything. You know, he's still in his prime. He's still doing his thing. So if TC could pull this off. It's not like a a, a Kel Brook passes prime or uh, um, what was that dude's name? Uh, Cuba. Um, yeah, how come I forgot homeboy's name? Oh, baby Ugas. Ugas. Not Ugas. Um, he didn't fight Ugas yet. Uh, Who? You said Cuba. Oh, Gamboa. Gamboa, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I thought you were talking about Sean Porter, who he fought. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about uh, TC. You know what I mean? Because, like, so this would be a person in their prime that TC beats. So then he gets all the credit, you know? So I, I think that's what it proves, that he actually belongs uh, amongst the, the best of the best in the division. He already is, to be honest. But it just now it's saying like, you know, it's not top rank that's building up your 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 resume. You're actually now fighting somebody who's fought everybody, and we can see how you uh fare up against them. All right, TBE. Uh it's it's an interesting fight, you know. I see Terrence Comfort. This is like one of this is a solid opponent. And Terrence Crawford's actually finally crossing the street. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to fare out because, like, every last opponent that TC has doesn't compare to um, um, Sean Porter. And Sean Porter is a special individual, and he has the skill. He's, 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 he's elite in himself. So, for me, for what he can prove is he crossed the street. If he wins... He proves that he took on the league competition, and it's a proof that TC is the name to worry about. But 
that's a, that's about it. Now I got a question though. Is this gonna be pay per view? Most I believe so. I don't know yet. Hmm. Here's the deal. I'm gonna start with something that's very interesting to me. Cause like I see people talking, like, I'm, I'm not always responding because I'm busy, but you want to talk about keep the same energy. Let's talk about keep the same energy. When Earl Spence fought Sean Porter, the TC fans were saying Sean Porter was an elite. On this show, when we were saying that Sean Porter was elite, you can check the comment section. This isn't revisionist history. The TC fans were arguing that Sean Porter wasn't a lead and he can't be a lead because he got these losses. Now that TC's fighting them, they're the ones now a victim of the own poison that they spewed saying, oh, well, y'all better give uh, TC credit for being Sean Porter. Well, did you give Earl Spence credit for beating them? You didn't, but now you're telling us we better give TC credit for beating Sean Porter because you're anticipating us being as unreasonable to TC as you were to Earl Spence. Well, the great news about us is you don't have to worry about that because that's not what we do here. We gave Earl Spence credit for beating Sean Porter, check the tape, and we gave Sean Porter credit for putting up a good fight against Earl Spence. Check the tape. In which we all agreed it was the best Sean Porter we had ever seen in the ring. Check the tape. Then after that, we proceeded to include Sean Porter as one of the elite Walter Wakes because although he has losses, they were all competitive losses. Competitive loss to Earl Spence, a competitive loss to Kel Brook. He has victories in which we thought it was close fights, but should have gone the other way. But again, we're talking about close fights. Sean Porter has been in the ring with all the top dogs in the division. He's been in the ring with Ugas, been in the ring with Dean Yeah, been in the ring with Keith Thurman. Another close loss. Been in the ring with Earl Spence. Been in the ring with Kel Brook. Been in the ring with all these guys. And had and gave a good account of himself. Nobody dominated Sean Porter. Nobody. That's why we consider him to be elite. But I heard the same people in the comment section now who try to discredit Earl Spence's victory over Sean Porter say he wasn't elite because he had L's. Now you want to look at us and say, oh, well, you better give TC credit for him when he, when he beats him. For starters, he has to beat him, one. But two, we were never the ones discrediting Sean Porter. You were. Keep that in mind. We were never the ones discrediting Sean Porter. You were. And now you're a victim of your own words. Because based on your own words, if TC beats uh, Sean Porter, he wouldn't be being anyone that's elite. But we don't subscribe to that. So naturally, like I said before, if he beats Sean Porter, he will get credit from me. 
he will get credit from me. Even if it's a split decision, I will give TC credit for beating Sean Porter because in my eyes, he would be beating an elite Walter Wade. Yes, a Walter Wade who lost to Keith Thurman, to Kell Brook, and who lost to Earl Spence. The guy y'all hate so much, it clogs your vision when it comes to objectivity on this subject. But he put up a good fight with Earl Spence. He gave Earl Spence all he can handle. The best I've ever seen him look. So I don't think he's washed up. I don't think he's shot. I haven't seen anything to indicate to me that Sean Porter is shot. So if Terrence Crawford beats him, even by split decision, he will get credit from me. If he dominates Sean Porter, if he beats Sean Porter in a fashion in which oh, Keith Thurman couldn't do it, Kell Brook couldn't do it, and Earl Spence couldn't do it, then he makes a statement. But him simply beating Sean Porter won't be making a statement because that's been done before. He needs to do it in a more impressive fashion than anyone else has ever done it. Otherwise, he's just one of three. He'll be the fourth one, and there'll be three other guys who've done it. It's not to say it's not an impressive feat, because I do consider Sean Porter to be elite. But for him to prove something in this fight, he has to do it better than anyone else did. Because y'all are the ones telling me he's this great god. He can beat Sugar Ray Robinson, according to y'all. Nobody can beat TC. Remember, y'all were also the ones telling me Sean Porter wouldn't even take this fight. Run the tape back. Y'all remember that? Oh, Sean Porter on one spot. I had to say, are y'all crazy? You're talking about the dude who fought everybody. Well, I haven't heard Sean saying he want this fight. Seemed like he want it now, right? Oh, and by the way, who was forced into this fight? Wasn't Sean Porter. The WPO ordered uh, Terrence Crawford to fight Sean Porter. Remember that. The WBO ordered Terrence Crawford and his team to fight Sean Porter. And oh, since we're on the subject, we did say that Sean Porter was the A-side. We did say that. Now check this out. Typically, when a, top, when, a, when, a, when a sanctioning body orders a fight to go to purse bid, the split is 80-20. 80 20, 80% in favor of the champion. In this case, the WBO reviewed the earnings of Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford. The money that they earned in their last few fights and said that wouldn't be fair to Sean Porter. So if this fight goes to purse bid, it's 60 40. 60% to the champion, 40% to Sean Porter, simply because TC was the champion. But y'all told me he makes so much more money than Sean Porter. See, I'm saying facts. Y'all are going off of pie-in-the-sky figures. So why is it when the WBO reviewed how much money they made for their last fights, TC, the guy y'all tell me makes so much more money than Sean Porter, they said, oh, hell no. 80-20 would be disrespectful to Sean Porter. He makes too much money. 60-40 because TC's the champion. That's why 60-40. And if Sean Porter was the champion, it would have been 60 in his direction, 40 in TC's direction. See, all the stuff y'all saying, that, that house that was built with Play-Doh, that was built on putty, is caving in. Y'all are getting worried because your backs are against the wall. 
Now y'all are anticipating a bunch of things that's never happened. You're anticipating us not giving TC credit if he beat Sean Porter when we've been the one saying Sean Porter was elite the whole time. Y'all are anticipating us trying to discredit TC when we've been the one saying things that will give TC credit this whole time. We asked one thing to see TC show his skills against a walk the weight that we considered was elite. He does Sean Porter like he did Kel Brook. I'm coming in here singing TC's praises. He does Sean Porter like he did Cavaloskis. I'm coming in here singing TC's praises. Oh, by the way, y'all told me Cavaloskis was this dog, and then some 23-year-old kid cooked him. And then where were y'all? Couldn't be found. So that's all we're saying, man. We're asking, I tell you what, there's no way in hell that Virgil Ortiz does what he did to Cavaloskis to Sean Porter. No way. That's what we want to see. We want to see TC use these great skills that we see him doing or utilizing against these guys who we pick him to beat from the jump against someone like Sean Porter. That's all we asked. And I guarantee you, if he beats Sean Porter, come back and see what we do. Give him nothing but respect. But y'all are worried because y'all put yourself in this corner. Y'all are the ones who did all this down playing Sean Porter. And what you're really scared of is, what if Sean Porter beats your great TC? Hmm. 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 That's all I got to say about it. He better win because if he doesn't win, hmm. <laughs> the last topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Teofimo Lopez versus Ferocious George Cambosis has been moved to uh, Monday, October 4th at Madison Square Garden. Is it a good or bad idea? The announcement has been officially made, and you can see on Teofimo Lopez Instagram, he posted uh, this flyer with the caption, the wait is over. Monday, October 4th, hashtag Trilla Fight Club presents the undisputed lightweight championship at the Mecca. Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. at the Hulu Theater, Madison Square Garden. Tickets on sale now, link in the bio. So if you're interested in going to that fight and you're in the New York area, go ahead, see the tickets. But Trill Dollar Bill, this fight has been moved again. It's October 4th. October 4th, Monday. A Monday, October 4th. Uh, the same week as the Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury trilogy. Uh, do you think this was a good or bad idea, Trill? Look, first of all, the fact of the matter is that they prolonged this fight that Really, nobody really cared to see anyway in the first place. How they prolong it in this fight. And this went on for so long. And now you're going to throw it on a Monday. This is all bad. This is all bad. But at least it's happening, finally. just They, they just got to the point where this looks this, this like the fight happened. You know what I'm saying? Because they this is just bad. This is just bad all the way around. I just think this should just be on free TV. <laughs> Bite the no. bullet. Try to get that sponsor money. You know, hey, at least throw it on free TV, man. At least try to, I don't know, man. This is not even, 
I don't know. This is I just feel old. Well, hey, these guys, hey, I don't feel bad for the fighters because they got their money. They got their money. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't feel bad for the fighters. I just see it's it's just not a good look because not a lot of people's not gonna be a lot of eyes on this fight. It wasn't gonna be a lot of eyes on this fight either anyway, but this is definitely ain't gonna be a lot of eyes on this fight, especially on a pay-per-view and throwing it on a Monday. I don't know. It just 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 bad all around. Just a bad look all around. Conspiracy. G. Um I'll say it's a good it's a good idea if it's free. You know, um, remember, uh, yeah, because Mike Michael Hunter's fight was free. You know what I mean? You didn't have to pay for that. You know, so uh, it says live on pay per view, bro. It better be a five dollar pay per view. bro. See, live on pay per view. Here it is, right? Live on pay per view. It's a humongous. Bad idea. This is gonna be an epic fail. You know, you're asking people who's already gonna spend like eighty dollars for the, the the Fury Wilder fight. You want them to drop another fifty to watch uh Lopez versus an unknown Australian. Like, let's just be real, that's not gonna happen, man. Like so I what I'm thinking is Triller is just counting the L. They're just like, you know what it is, what it is. Like I still haven't heard an announcement. Usually Triller will Line it up with some type of performance, some type of verses or something. I haven't heard anything about any artists going to be performing. So I think they understand that this ain't going to hit. This is going to be an extra L for them. So it is what it is. Like me personally, if I was Trill, what I would do is make the event free. They're already going to take a loss, right? Make make it free and then, you know, try to sh- like maybe get another versus going on or something. They're going to need Kanye and Drake versus Drake. The no, they don't need that. You know what I mean? They need something. Nas. Because to me, I feel like this is dangerous for, for Trilla because they will build the momentum, especially if you're trying to be a, a player in the game. You can't start off high outbidding. You remember the, during the first bid, they paid, they dropped buku money for this fight. Just to now take a major L, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they drop like double of the next highest bidder. That's what I'm saying. So I don't understand why you would have it on the week of Wilder and Fury's trilogy match, knowing that's a stacked card. Like, why would you do that? And then, like, two days later on a Monday for $50 to, to watch these guys fight. And we don't even really know who this Cambosis guy is like. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just a formula for failure. That's why I'm like, make it free, add some type of performance, you know, like, so that way you can at least save face, like, hey, you know, like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a pay-per-view, but we still want to entertain our fans. This flops is going to look bad on the boxing world, and you know PBC, you know top rank, even the zone is praying for their downfall. So you already know you're about to take an L. I would just make this event free. At least then you could say, like, hey, we had X of whatever, like a million viewers watching this fight or something. But now you're about to take the L. Like, there's no way you could sell this or or spin it to make it a success. Either push this back or add some type of uh, entertainment factor into it and make it free. All right, TBE. 
Let's just, you know, there's so much going on October 4th on a Monday. We got Monday Night Football. We got concerts. We got everything. And for them to think it's okay to have a boxing match on a Monday. Yo, the NBA's back on that day too, right? Hold up. It might be. It I might think be. The NBA comes back. Go ahead. I'll look it up, bro. Go ahead. Do you. The I'll, NBA I'll, I'll come back you. in October. But it might be. You might get preseason on that night. For them to have a, a boxing match on a Monday, on a Monday, if it's not free, we're not paying for it. Oh, bro, the NBA is back. And it's the beginning of a work week. The, yep. Lakers, the Lakers play the Brooklyn Nets on October 3rd, and then October 4th is the official slate of games. Mm. Yeah, bro, October 4th, the NBA start. Yeah, they're taking a pretty big loss on this fight right here. And I'm just going to say, like, I'm not watching it. I'm not. There's so much going that on. That explains why they didn't come back on October 3rd. Because they knew that more people were going to watch uh, the Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets in America. So, and let's, and let's not forget Saturday? about Because they didn't put it on Saturday either. That must mean this. this, is this is wow. Mm. Dang. This is a big loss. This is a travesty. No, why can't um, you push it back? Just push it back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, pushing it back. How many times you want to push it back? <laughs> you got to push it back again, man. You know what I mean? Because you're going to take – they're going to lose millions. It makes no sense. Tio, I don't know what you're doing out here, but it's not it. He it's got his it. Oh, bread. You already got paid. He's got his bread. I'm talking about Trilla. You said Trilla need to push it back. You know what I mean, Trilla's like, yo, they. I think Trilla's over this fight, yo. This is like, this is this is why they chose Monday. Like, yo, we so over it. We picking Monday to make you fight, because boxing never happened on a Monday. It happened on a Thursday. It happened on a Tuesday. Maybe a Wednesday, Friday. It never happened on a Monday. And now, dude, there's a fight on tonight on Fox on Sunday. Yeah. We got Sunday fights. They couldn't even give them Sunday, like Sunday night. Yeah, I just told you why. October third, the Lakers play the Brooklyn Nets, bro. It's the NBA. Hold on, hold on. They play the Brooklyn Nets, and it's preseason. This is preseason. What's going on in the NFL? Let's see what's going on in the NFL. Bro, bro, you think? You think? think, Is it preseason? I think it's regular season. Hold up. Oh, we're going. We're pulling it up right I now. I think it's the regular season, bro. Not only that, man, it's the beginning of a work week. Kids go back to school on a Monday. Facts, yo. Facts. This is crazy. Come on. You got to deal with homework. Mm. And, the, and the Raiders play the charges. You got to pick your kids up from all the sports practices and all that. You hey, got to oh, my goodness. October 23rd, start of. October 3rd. The October 3rd, the Patriots play the Buccaneers. That's that's automatically viewership for that. Like <laughs> you know, on October 4th, the Raiders play the Chargers. It's, it's over. It's done. Like, I don't know what's going on. Who's gonna view this fight? If you're gonna view this fight, let us know in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> nah, people are going to view it or maybe on the 4th but it definitely wasn't going to get views on the 3rd because there's so much, mm. so many things going on mm-hmm. Um, I'll say this much for me I think it's a bad idea because 
for, for starters, we could have went to that fight. We were talking about it. And it's like, oh, man, that's a work day. Like, yo, that's just eliminated now. It's eliminated now. We can't go. So we're not going. How many people in New York are going to be able to go? It's like, you're limited to New York because typically people like to make plans to, like, if you're coming from out of state, you want to get a hotel, you know, you want to plan to go do some things and then go to the fight. Well, it's like, if you're from out of state, what are you going there for one night? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was poorly executed. Um, in addition to that, there are other sporting events taking place like Monday night football and that's free. Um, so I do think like, they're going to take a huge hit on this. And, and you have to believe, like, they wanted to make a big splash. They were so eager to make a big splash that um, I think they showed their hand too soon. And what I mean by that is they overpaid for Tio so quickly. They enhanced his career, but they really didn't do much for Trilla Fight Club because Trilla Fight Club is about to take that hit. Now, let's say hypothetically they don't show how much they're willing to overpay for a fight. Maybe this TC Sean Porter thing really does go to a purse bid, and then they could have overpaid for that, which I do think that fight would have given them some return on investment because I think there are a lot of people out there who want to see TC take on a test like Sean Porter. In addition to that, this is bigger than just TC versus Sean Porter. This could be billed as top rank versus PBC, and I really hope they do that because I think that would add some flair to the fight. Um, so you look at it, a lot of people don't want to see Trilla succeed. And gee, you're right about that. This involves a top-ranked fighter. To help Trilla out, um, Bob Arum could have easily put uh, Edgar Berlinga on the undercard for this fight. It's happening at Madison Square Garden, but instead he put him on the undercard for the Fury versus Wilder joint. And I do feel like that was to hurt um, Trilla because you got to look at it like this, right? Um, and I got to look into this. I didn't look I didn't look this up. But if Berlinger is going to headline from Madison Square Garden, you know what they were doing. They were forcing the people to choose. Either you're going to pay to go to see Tio or you're going to pay to go see Berlinger. But either way, Pay. I'm dipping into your sales. Belinda originally wasn't even going to fight on the undercard on October 9th until this. So it just seems like they're pulling out all the stops to make sure that this card isn't successful. Because you stack this card against the Fury. This is the first card where I feel like $80 is worth it in a long time. Exactly. Not because the main event. I'm talking about the card. I'm talking about Frank Sanchez, F.A. Joppa, Adam Kalinowski, Robert Helenis. You get to see a uh, big baby, um, Anderson. You get to see Edgar Belenga. You get to see these guys all go on the same card. And then you throw in the trilogy. But, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to take a huge hit. I'll, I mean, I, I don't want to close. I want to just go around quickly. If you could only buy one fight, if you could only pay for one card, Lopez versus Cambosis or uh, Fury Wilder 3, which card would you pay for? Dollar bill. Stop 
I'm not watching Lopez and Cambosis. I got things to do. I'm a parent. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> it is apparent that I'm not going to be watching this week. <laughs> Listen, I'm with Trill, and I'm not with Trilla on this one. You know what I'm <laughs> I need to take myself to sleep. So, yeah, man. Unfortunately, hey, I might see the highlights on YouTube the following day. So, I uh another TVE. Man, I'm just going to say this. October 11th is the next Monday, and it's a holiday. But they chose October 4th, so I'm not going to watch that fight when I got to work in the morning. (laughs) I'll say this. Tuesday during a break, (laughs) I'll find out what happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to ask y'all to go, please, go cop and go listen to, not just listen to, download Phantom's new album, Destined for Stardom, out now on all streaming services. And I would also like you, after you're done with that, I would like you for you to go watch his video, Walk With Me, out now on YouTube. And then on Monday, Zombie Ray will be releasing a new video for facts. That will be out on YouTube as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for rocking with us. Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Please like and subscribe and check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. That's the TBE. That's the Spirit G. That's Caden. I'm the Commissioner Trill Dollar Bill. And we appreciate you rocking with us always. We are the Boxing Room.